special. Please, it's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, a long intro now uh, <laughs> all right well hello after yeah it seems like an eternity to another episode of the jumping the rail podcast this is mark rebin coming to you from the noodles position in champaign illinois joined by fresh off her vacation in hot and sweaty las vegas it's menders menders just what a couple days since you've been uh, off the plane i got back saturday and I mean, it, it's just a step up going from Vegas to Oakland, right? Oh yeah, just a step up, just just a little bit. But at least you got your dog now, so. I, I did miss Sugar while I was gone. I didn't take her with me, although I could have fit her in my bag. Yeah, I I don't. Th- well, she gets moody when it's just people in your driveway. I can't imagine that she'd be with a plane full of strangers. Right. Little temperamental little <laughs> twerp. <laughs> Trying uh, to keep it all PG there, did you notice? I noticed that. Uh, so, <laughs> we were supposed to have a show on the... What was it? Two 14th? weeks ago. 17th. Yeah. Uh, didn't happen. For those that don't know, I had the... I was all whoopy on painkillers that Tuesday, so I was useless. And uh, then had to have a wisdom tooth pulled the next day, so... Uh, the Brandon the Polly Tomaselli episode has not happened yet. He has been rescheduled for November fourteenth, I believe is the day. I'll double check that. Keep an eye on our social media, and so he will be uh, with us that day. Uh, we got a fun one today, Menders, because we're doing our second ever uh, fantasy supercard episode. It seemed fitting on a, on a Halloween. No, it's kind of it's a spe- we like Halloween over here. We so. do, we do too. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, yeah, so this time around, remember the first one we did, we did ECW versus AEW and, uh, got a lot of complaints from people, <laughs> a lot of people enjoyed it, but we're going to do a little bit different this time. We're doing, uh, attitude era WWF versus WCW mainly focused in like the 97, early 90, like early 98 ish area, but we posted the card on Facebook yesterday, and of course, there's people asking, "Where's so and so? You didn't get such and such on there." We don't have room for everybody, and 
it's like we said, I warned everybody when we first announced it, there's going to be some pretty big names not on the, on these matches. Just because I didn't want to just shoehorn like big names into matches. I want, I, we go for matchups here. We right. Wanted, we wanted the most intriguing matchups out of it. So that's why we're not going to get Rock and Hogan. That already happened. Uh, you know, we could have done Taker and Luger. That already happened. Flair I, I like our matchups. I think our matchups so are I. good. We got a little bit of everything. We got some. We got and let some me apologize to everybody for the voice. Had a little too much fun in Vegas, so it came <laughs> back a little rough. But you know, that's supposed to stay in Vegas. What happens in Vegas? No, what happens in <laughs> Vegas stays on Facebook. That's what they kept telling us out there. Oh, I see. I see. I think every show we went to, they said, they said, now don't forget what happens in Vegas stays on Facebook. <laughs> well, you got a point. What's a bad I'm so glad they didn't have Facebook when we were kids. Oh my god! I'm so <laughs> glad they didn't have smartphones when we were kids. Nobody would have gotten shit done. Nope, we wouldn't have. Uh, so before we get into the our our fantasy matches, because I, I believe Barry is going to be joining us here for too long. I think he had to finish getting some stuff set up at work, and then he's going to jump in. I think they're getting ready for trick or treaters to go through. Over there, so I'm hiding so, from the trick or treaters in our town right now. I, I never get trick or treaters. I'm in a little apartment, like deep into an apartment complex, and the kids don't have a key to get through the big door to get up to my apartment, so I'm safe. <laughs> uh, the wife is over at uh, Marco's house. Our old buddy Marco, original producer. Every trunk and drunk. Uh, trick Isn't or beer. Trick or beer. Trick or beer. It's a it's a great thing. Bunch of people sit around in a semicircle in his driveway. They give candy to all the kids that walk around they just do a lap and then the parents get a beer if they want it because you know who says the kids are the ones to get goodies on halloween right right i agree yeah uh, although usually... i was the i did dress up we did dress up for halloween in vegas oh yeah my friend michelle was wonder woman and i was a nun <laughs> oh no. uh, you yeah. could have said you were one of the uh what was it i forget the name of the tag team when they first brought the headbangers in. They were nuns, and oh, Brother Love was their manager. But that didn't last. I don't think it even got on the TV. As I say, don't, I don't even remember that. I don't think. I wish I could remember the name. Bruce Pritchard tells the story on uh, his podcast that it's eventually they, I guess they were afraid of the backlash from all the religious groups, especially the Catholic Church, because you know nuns. So they pivoted and let him go back to the headbangers gimmick. I went as a nun, and then my hair, whenever I walked into a black light, would glow. So it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. But that's what we found was funny about it, a nun with glow-in-the-dark hair. It was great. Yes. Now, you can't wear the costume too much, because that's going to become habit-forming. Mm. Ha ha, I see what you did there. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Good boy. All right. So while we're waiting... I got a couple things that happened over the last week that kind of annoyed me, Menders. I kind of want to, I, I want to get it off my chest. It's just all right, all right. First thing, does first, one of them include the podcast on uh, the shootout last week? I really no, no, oh that. no, we'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, okay. So first thing is something you see it on AW. You also see it on NXT. You don't see it much on Raw and SmackDown. But the example I have is from NXT during the breakout tournament on the episode last week. And 
Lola Weiss is one of the girls. Uh, she won her match to get to the finals of the tournament. And at the end of, after the match, the other girl, I forget her name. I got it on the catch. I'm going to show it. But she comes out, they do the big face-off in front of the trophy, you know, like how they would always do, like, boxers or whatever, you know, they do the face-to-face. But here's what bothered me. And literally, this is maybe two minutes after the end of the match. They've already got the graphic all set down here. <laughs> hmm. that's, kind of, that's kind of killing the uh, suspense, don't you think? Well, you said what, two minutes? If that. Okay, like but this she, is what like I, the girl on the right I... is Lola Vice. She literally just came out of the ring, and then this this gal on the left was waiting on her in front of the trophy. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna I'm going to give them a break on this, and I'll explain why. I used when I did my radio television broadcasting stuff down at Lakeland. Mm-hmm. You would have different things like these set up already, so they could have had one for Lola, and they could have had one for whoever the other person was, and then just pulled up the one they needed. Okay. That makes me feel better. Does that make (laughs) you feel better? That does make me feel better. Because I thought... If if they already knew the one girl was there, and you only had two people in the other... And there was only two people in the other match, you just have to make two of them. They're going to be the same thing. It's just going to be the different person on the other side. So then you just pull it up and drop it in. Okay, I feel better. I yeah, I I don't know. I just got a wild hair about me there, just thinking, oh, what the fuck? They're just giving it away. Yeah, I They're... get it. I get I get what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from totally, but I also know how it can happen that quick. So okay. see, I don't have a television background. I just do piddly little graphics on my Streamyard feed for for this kind of stuff that we do. All right, so that beef but is squashed. But most of the time, like you had that ready. So you had that ready. So you could have had two different ones ready and just pulled whichever one you wanted and you would have had it ready within 60 seconds. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Now the other so the other thing it bothered me a little bit more. Uh we all know that Sting has announced his last match is going to be Revolution 2024. Please, please and... can that come quicker, please? <laughs> please. Well, well anyway, your complaints are noted. I hope you have better <laughs> words about Sting when our main event pops up on the uh, Mono Fantasy card. But... And we're talking 97 it... Sting. We're not talking this Sting. Two okay. totally different well, anyway. Stings. Anyway. All right. <laughs> I'm going to rein you in a little bit here, Vendors. So, okay. literally, like again, like right after Sting and Out made his announcement, they announced that the next, next week, which was this past Wednesday, uh... Tony Khan was going to give Sting a gift on in the ring, and technically Tony didn't. He wasn't out there, which is you know, thumbs up. But anyway, uh, his gift was the Nature Boy. Ric Flair comes out, and that's fine. I got no problem with that. It's a big thing. You no, know, Sting and Flair are pretty much co-joined. Instinct's career, you know, that's fine. My issue was calling Rick a gift. Say, it's like, makes it sound like Tony bought Ric Flair for Sting. Which, I mean, technically he did. He paid him. Well, he (laughs) paid... But anyway, it's just... It's the choice of words. You know, you can say Tony has a surprise for Sting, and it's Ric Flair. That makes it sound less indentured servitude-y. Is that that the right word? I I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, 
it kind of dehumanizes the great Ric Flair, if in my opinion. <coughs> opinion. It's making me cough. Damn it. Uh, but uh, anyway. <laughs> and now, of course... Oh, there's Barry. Look at... <laughs> see? That's, uh, only of, he could say that get away with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Not buddy, either. Our buddy Barry chiming in there in the chat. I think he's on his way home. Uh, yep. But it's just... It kind of... And now, of course, everybody's coming out of the world. Oh, I hope Ric Flair teams up with Sting in his retirement match. Or I hope Flair teams up with Sting and Darby against Christian and his jabronis. You know, I'm thinking it, it, that should be the last thing anybody wants, because I know Ric Flair has said he doesn't mind keeling over in the ring. Nobody wants to see that. No. And frankly, it's selfish if he wants to do yeah. that, because... If, if Rick was still in, if Rick was still in somewhat fighting shape, and we all saw what lack what Rick's last match was, uh huh, he, he I, passed I, out twice. Yeah, I, no, we don't need that. We really don't need that. If Rick was in the shape of say an action Mike Jackson, maybe, maybe, but maybe. I mean that guy's in his mid seventies and he's got better stamina than most of the young guys that he's in the ring with these days. True. But Rick has basically pickled himself over the last 40 years with various alcohols and God knows what else. Uh, yeah, He looks like a deranged extra from the Sopranos with the chains and the suits. And <laughs> it, I'm sorry. I got all the respect in the world for Ric Flair, but he is kind of... I'm not going to... He needs to be, be done. I will he say needs to be he done. needs to be done. I, I was trying to avoid using phrases like tarnishing his legacy or anything really. No, he just, he like just needs to be done. Needs, just, just walk away. Just yes. vicariously through your daughter and her success. There you or, go. Or your son-in-law, you know, Andrade. He's in AEW. Aren't they had getting a, a divorce last time? I hadn't. I, I don't know because he still <laughs> talks about Andrade on social media as his son-in-law. Okay. Unless they haven't told him. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they haven't. <laughs> uh, he had a hell of a match with, uh, I think it was Danielson on the collision, last collision. Did he uh, break the orbital balloon? No, that was Okada. Oh, Okada. Okay. In the main event on Dynamite. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I'd... make it to that part. I've been trying to catch up. Oh, but, sorry. You Spoiler know. alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. That was last week. If you haven't seen it yet, it's your own problem. That's true. That's what I always say from the first episode of this show when we would talk about like SummerSlam or a pay-per-view. We would be doing every other week. It'd be two weeks, and we would say that. If you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Well, even at this point, if it's a if it's a past a week and it's not something that's got our eye on social media, it probably wasn't that important to begin with. But I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's going to stock you. I'm going to say something nice about Orange Cassidy. That main event on Dynamite might be one of the better matches I've seen him have since he's been in AEW. I knew you said that, and I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. I mean, look at I'm who he's in the ring with, though. He's in the ring with Okada, Danielson, and Claudio, so that probably has a lot to do with People that but, can do a match, yeah. But I've said before, the only thing I have a problem with, with with Cassidy is his gimmick. I've seen him work like before he was Orange Cassidy, and he's a hell of a wrestler, but he's a prisoner of his own gimmick at this point. 
at this point, he has to keep the gimmick. That's what has made him what he is now. And that's, that's, the only reason that's Tony sad. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to have his backpack and his sunglasses. And... Yeah, hello. It's not time I'm... yet. We just started. <laughs> we just started, Noodles. But, yeah, I, I did. Okay, so what I watched last week, I did get to see the... Um, MJF J White match. Juice. Was it juice? Yeah, juice. For the ring. That was yeah. actually really good. I yeah, not expecting like, nothing. Up less. until the end. I, yeah, I was, was over the a, end, but it was a kind of a fiasco ending. Well, come on. I'll put it this way. The match itself was fine. I liked the match. It was the yeah. shenanigans that happened after the bell. Yes. The ass boys and whatnot. Because you know, my favorite triple team, whatever. The acclaimed daddy ass. Yeah, uh, my favorites. And his All right. who do you stalkery think, kind of thing. Who do you think MJF's going to pick then for his other three partners? Because I, I have an idea. I like my idea. But I don't know if part of it was on collision and that's where I got the idea from. Because I've kind of jumped around a lot to try to catch up with what's going on. Well, there's who I think it's going to be and who I want it to be. Which are well, two different you know, Hammerstein did just... Hammerstone. Get out of his Hammerstone just got yeah. out of his contract. Uh, see, that's what I want to happen. I want to see the dynasty. <laughs> I want to see Holiday and Hammerstone show up and have Colt have Max's back. I don't know that that's going to happen this fast after because I don't know if Hammerstone's release has gotten granted yet. That's All I know true. is he requested it. That's true. I mean, we can still see Holiday. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I've got a feeling it's going to be the acclaimed and and Daddy Ass. Just there's something. That's wrong with calling the guy daddy ass. Billy uh, yeah. Gunn. Uh, I don't like either name, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. I kind of would like Max to ask uh, House of Black. Uh, it could be. My here's, my, here's my reasoning behind it. The darkness, the devil. I know the Black whole is a, Alistair Julia is a fan of the devil. Exactly. So, fingers crossed. I mean, maybe that that could that would make sense. I'd be okay with it. Uh, if you, I don't know if you noticed, Alistair came out without the face paint on uh -oh. uh, Collision. No, I didn't completely catch that. That upsets but, me a little bit. But okay. See, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, it was getting kind of gimmicky. As long as he keeps his. As long as he keeps like what his wrestling is, I think I'll be fine. I don't think that's going to change. I think he's good. Stay if that at doesn't it. change, I'll be yeah. fine. It seems like Julie is getting a bigger and bigger role in the group, though. I, I like Julia. So do I. She's she gotten is. better in the she, ring. I, that's what I was. I've said. I think I said it when we did the grading of the rosters. I think she might be the most improved wrestler in the company. Yeah, she's doing good things, and her character development has been great. Mm -hmm. and get a buddy going forward with blue sky yeah sky blue damn it corny really well she she missed in sky a few weeks ago and uh -huh. she's been kind of floating around that getting a little more healy every week okay i don't know just don't put a belt on her because please don't she'll, she'll flee she'll run away 
I don't know, she might not this back. time because she's she's banging the Aussie Open guy, so she has a well, reason to stay true. in the company. That's true. That's Unless very Dante true. Martin comes back and then she wants to just avoid any awkwardness. And... Well, you'd think they'd all get along anyway, but who knows? You'd think so. Hey, speaking of Julia, congratulations. She got married, I think, she last did. weekend to, uh, I think Big it was Swole. Shoddy. Shorty. Shoddy. Lee, That's Lee right. Johnson. Shoddy. Big Swole's Cedric's wife. Why did I think wife. of Big Swole? Good I lord! That was that, that's Cedric Alexander's wife, and I don't maybe it's all maybe it's all the all decongestant the pills I'm on. Who knows? Could be that. I'm not sure. It's the <laughs> Trying jet to lag. get this voice back. <laughs> there you go, it's the jet lag. Especially since right now it's not even 4:30 in Vegas right now, so that's still kind of messing with me a little bit. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> you do any uh, do any gambling in the, in Vegas? We did a little bit when I think we spent a total of over a four day period, $200 and point. we won $100 and 22 cents. That's not, not exactly to break an even, but you know, could have been. No, worse. but it, it was enough that we got the $50. We put 20 in and got 50 back out. And so we said, all right, done. We're leaving. And we That's left. Right. <laughs> That's good. That's good discipline. Yeah. And hey, then, well, I, not really, because then we went and spent the time, spent the money at the bar. But that's beside well, the point. Well, you have more fun with at the bar than at the tables, because either way, you're gonna you could wind up in a broke, altered, yeah. altered mood, broke, all that. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, can I bring up something that's very exciting? Sure. <gasps> yeah. Triple X before tickets went on sale in the time between this and the last show. Uh, we got ours, Yumi, Bari, and uh, my wife are all going yep. once again. We're all going. Uh, they've announced some of the guests, which is exciting. Uh, let's see. Uh, the first one they announced, they announced Sting, so he'll yep. be there. Kane. He's Saturday only. Did you notice that? I did not notice that, but I don't know. He may have to sign my my uh, my big gold belt. You gonna bring it this time? I think I'm gonna bring it this time. I'm hoping that more people were there. That well. It also depends on how much money I save because it's pricey to get belt signed. But anyway, yeah. so we got Stinger, we got Kane, got announced. Uh, I'm personally excited. Money Inc., DBIC, and IRS are going to be there. I'm hoping for a yep. photo op with Money Inc. Uh, trying to think who did who else? Hold on, I'm looking. Okay. Uh, but that's about it. It's always it's always a good time though. But, That's uh, all they they've announced so far. So I bet these were the four that they were talking about that they had contracts in hand. Okay. And there was and, two more that they were waiting on. Yeah, and of course it's like five months away, so there's plenty of time to announce more people. Well, and you know uh, Cardona's going to be there. Cardona's got to be there. He's got the belt. So. He's got the belt, so he's got to be there. Rhino yeah. and um, Heath. Heath will be there because yeah. they've got the tag belts. Wait, is Heath hurt? Because he hasn't been on in a while, has he? I don't know. In, Even in if fact, he is, he's got five months to... That's true. That's very true. Just because he's uh, hurt right now doesn't mean yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. If Cardona's there, I think Steph Delander is going to be there. Well, who's And who has the belt? for? Who has the women's belt? Oh, I forget her name. Uh, damn it. I feel like, isn't she out of OVW? I think so. Freya, or Freya, Freya, yeah, Freya. Um, da, da, da. I got to do my research better. Uh, Freya. 
wrestler. Freya wrestler. <laughs> Freya the Slayer. Freya the Slayer. Uh, Freya the Slayer. It rhymes. Yes, of course. Yeah. I knew it I knew something, it did, something but I fun like that. what it was. Yeah. Uh, before the expo, I think we got to have Heather back on. I agree. Because Heather Owens. I agree. And maybe we can get her to, to bring Ed, too. Ed Gonzalez, her husband. That would be Hello, fun. head honcho. But, uh, yeah, that looks for that. She was a blast. Partying with her last year was so much fun. Oh, yeah, fun. she's a hoot. She is a hoot. And I don't know how she did it running the entire expo, talking with fans, wrestling on, on the show. And singing then, karaoke. Think, singing karaoke. And then I think she went back to, like, her day job on Monday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I would have taken a, a couple of days off after that to recover, but but yeah, she she and Ed both do a hell of a job with that expo. So uh, tickets are actually going pretty fast, from what I've VIP seen. VIP is sold out. VIP already sold out. I think it's like I don't know if it's a third or maybe a little bit more. Of the main event passes sold out. There's a lot of the main event passes sold out already too. But uh, so that's still... what we get every year is the main yeah. event passes. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. I was looking to see because vendor spaces are sold out, VIP right. passes are sold out. I think they have to open up a whole other block of rooms in the hotel, don't they? They did. Yep. Yeah, we already we we reserved ours like the day we were leaving last year, so so we got that under control. We but, didn't, but we stayed at the one across the street. So I think I'm gonna call and get that that again last time because that worked out really well for us i thought because we could yeah. get away from everything and that was yeah. kind of nice too yeah kind of kind of made our room the home base and then yep that would not a whole lot of running back and forth well uh, six days six days ago the main event tickets there were 117 left oh that was six days ago yeah that's, and that so, was before some a lot of people had payday so yeah so I'm, um, I'm I think your money Inc is going to be there two days. Yeah, I think Ted, they're going to be there. Teddy both was there days. two days last time he was there. Um, Kane and Sting are both Saturday only. Well, Kane, he's got a he's got a lot of mayoring to do. Yeah. So he's probably got to get back to the capital. Or... Well, then how did he have time to go to Edgewood? That's a good question. Well, I guess when you're the mayor, you can make your own schedule. So I guess. He kept telling everybody to vote for him. He left. He had to leave the rest of his physique in Knox County. Apparently, apparently. But uh, that's definitely truth. Right that there. was an interesting match. That uh, Halloween <laughs> Battle Royal and Zero. Different one. show. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. That's for the Zero One show. Yes, but uh, we'll get into all that tomorrow because we have a lot to discuss tomorrow. Yeah, we need to talk about the Saturday after I left, too, because you guys missed a lot of matches, and we need to rediscuss all these. Yes. Okay. We will do all right, so I'm trying to think here, because... That's what that smoke is. Uh... <laughs> <sighs> oh, my goodness. So well... I watched uh, the NWA Sawin pay-per-view over the weekend. Oh. Okay. Not Sanhain, I did not as everybody says it's pronounced. <laughs> But uh, it was interesting. It was their hardcore pay per view. It was all most of the matches. So I wouldn't have gimmicks. enjoyed it anyway. Uh, probably not. There was. Uh, I'll just to run down some of the match. The main event was really good. EC3 and Tom Latimer for the world title. Okay. Uh, uh, long story short, EC3 retained, and it looks like he's going to have Cardona next. So, because Cardona showed up. 
they had a quite a promo battle between Cardona and Billy Corgan during the show. Really? Really. It's, uh, you mean F-bombs. this guy? Yes. And the egg-shaped front man of the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Rob, you're the only egg I know. Oh, stop. I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm not an egg. There's a t-shirt on Brain Buster Tees that says that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so since it was Samhain, which is the, I think, one of the pagan Halloween rituals from back in the uh, old days. So the Master of Ceremonies was James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, who kind of looks like Satan anyway, with the pointy He does. He does. Uh, he, uh, basically, he was surrounded by scantily clad devil chicks for the whole time. No. Yeah. And <laughs> there was one part that was kind of questionable to me, because like, they would go, they would throw to him every now and then, and he'd like be either on the stage or he'd be in the like, at a table somewhere. And at one point, uh, Sal Renaro, remember, remember Sal, right? Mm-hmm. He's a wild side guy. But mm-hmm. he's he's one of his minions. He's he's taken on a nutso, like, jabroni character. If you... Gotcha. But he was, he was addressing a very suspicious-looking powdered substance on the table. And, uh... Was Tony there? <laughs> I didn't see Tony. Uh... <laughs> But no, it's uh Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see see that face? Yes. But yeah, that was I'm still <laughs> fight TV pay per view, so I guess they can get away with things they can't do on YouTube, but yeah. This just struck me as odd <laughs> in the middle of a wrestling oh boy. show. I mean, because, you know, there's no place for powdered narcotics in a wrestling show. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. That's Does that's my a, look of confusion? <laughs> I mean, show me one professional wrestler in the history of wrestling that has ever used that stuff. <laughs> one. It's going to be a better story to say who didn't use it back in the day. Just say it. <sighs> anyway. I'm, I'm and you digressing. know I'm right. <laughs> you, well, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm actually, you might have enjoyed uh, the Brothers of Funstruction, who were clowns, like circus clowns. Oh, Okay. Teamed up with teamed up with Violent J of the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, I think I, I saw you post this somewhere against uh, Vampiro and uh, La Rebellion, which is Damien Six 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 and Mecha Wolf. Yeah, in a riddle box match. A basically, riddle box. Match. Basically, the ring was surrounded by boxes filled with weapons, some of which were actually useful. Oh, some that weren't. Okay. Uh, one had like say one had. Colorful push pins in there that they dumped out on the on the mat, and they got slammed onto. One was a slingshot and ping pong balls, which was totally ineffective. Like yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think. This other kind of thing, like a rope, was in one of them. It it was a. So yeah, was, I I wouldn't have liked it. At no, all. it was it was a bit of a <laughs> fiasco. Uh, other matches on there. Uh, Thrillbilly Silas Mason, who was uh, playing Terry Gordy in the Von Erichs movie, uh, okay. retained his title over Chris Masters. Sorry, Chris okay. Adonis now, but the Masters. Adonis, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what else. I'm trying to. I'm trying to buy Barry a little bit of time here. Uh, well, we haven't talked about Raw either. So when you get done with that, no. we can talk about Raw last okay. night well, too. 
the other big one on there was uh, a, a round table match. It was uh, Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch challenging uh, Blunt Force Trauma, the tag team champions. It's Rodney Mack and another guy under hoods. But Damian Sandow is their manager, uh, Aaron Stevens. Aw, I miss Damian. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was barred from ringside. You know, oh, they're in the heels. Right. He's, he's taken to wearing a loaded glove and punching his foes in the face to help his team out. So they went all out on this. Now, here's a stipulation. It's a tables match, but the only way to win was to go through a round table. Oh, it had to be a round table? So they could go through all the rectangular tables they wanted to, but it wasn't the end of the match. So, anyway, so they go all out for this. They bring out... A, they're bringing, playing with the whole King Arthur thing. They bring out, like, the... Uh, the wizard, like in the Merlin hat, they bring out a dwarf oh, who's the jester. Then they bring these two masked knights to stand in the entryway, and they don't—they don't leave the stage. They're just up there. I'll give you two guesses what happened to, at the end of the match. Okay. Whoever was supposed—it was an accidental of whoever went through the table—is what I'm guessing. No. Wow. Okay. Damien went through the table at the end. Nope, but you were close. Damien was under one of the masks as one of the knights. Ah. So he managed to get there, punched the guy in the face. Then uh, I think it was Murdoch went through the round table to to end the match. But Aaron Stevens outsmarted everybody because he wasn't <laughs> a ringside. He was on the stage. Right. He wasn't so, a ringside. Oh and, uh, boy! Yeah, so that's that's the high spots from the uh, the Sawin pay per view, or as James Mitchell called it, Sawin, because he had ah. the voice. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. He was he was Sawin. really playing. Though. He was he was having a good time. Oh, I <laughs> bet. Uh, I bet. A lot of whiskey, a lot of ladies. So, Bring it on! You know what? He's he's living his best life. Yeah, let him let him live their best life. Well, all right, we talked talk. about that. Let's talk okay. Raw. Let's talk Raw. Well, actually, Go. why don't you tell us about SmackDown from last week? Because I totally missed SmackDown. So give us the highlights from SmackDown, then we'll talk Raw. All right. So they I actually those... saw Raw, so I'll have something to say about that. But I missed SmackDown. All right. I'm trying to remember all the the high points there. Uh, they did the contract signing for the Universal Title match at Crown Jewel, LA Knight and Roman. Was that what I saw? I Okay, so I saw some things from SmackDown on Raw, because they have, like, the snippets or whatever. Is mm-hmm. that where L.A. Knight said something about, well, now I'm at the head of this table? Mm-hmm. And he, ah. and he took a shot at Roman, talking about the old suffering succotash line uh, yeah. that Roman said. Uh, yep. So then Roman uh, jumped him after that. Uh, Solo and Jimmy come out. They're playing a whooping on L.A. Knight, and then, you know, as, as they do. Right. Uh, main event was uh, Jimmy and Knight at the end of the show, and uh, but Cena got jumped by Solo at one point because they're wrestling at Crown Jewel. Right. Uh, let me think. I'm trying to remember. And what? what uh, Bian- Carlito Bianca, and uh, Bianca's going against Bailey. Bianca's Bianca's got Bailey. Uh, I think she. Bianca's got EO with Crown Jewel for the title. Okay. But eventually, I think she's got Bailey first on TV. Okay. If I'm so not maybe mistaken. that was next next SmackDown is what that I saw. The, the advertisement, yeah. 
Right, because yeah, they gave the, gave her her rematch with EO for the Crown Jewel show. Uh, uh, pretty deadly in the spa was last week. They weren't done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty pretty dreary, as Jim Cornette calls them. I, like I know, deadly. but I like pretty deadly. <laughs> they're just silly I, enough. They they are. They're just ridiculous enough that they're entertaining to watch. Almost, uh, almost as good as the Fashion Police. Almost, I did. I did enjoy the Fashion Police. I love the Fashion Police too. Yes, uh, Santos and Carlito beat the Street Profits, or as I call them now, the Soup Profits. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> Lord. Uh, Carlito looks good. He's in great shape. He's... Carlito <laughs> looks better now than he did when he was wrestling to begin with. Uh huh. As he's aged, his workout regimen has improved, I think. But uh, Well, he was a lot of fun to watch when we went to the Squared Circle Expo, too. Yes, he was. Him and Crazy Steve. Yep. <laughs> it was very interesting. He's the guy I regret not meeting at the Expo. I, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and only so many dollars in the pocket, as they say. Right. But uh, but anyway, uh, I'm glad he's getting another shot in the, on the big time. Uh, the main event. L.A. Knight beat Jimmy Uso. Uh, Roman came, made a run in. He tried to take Knight out. Knights countered him, hit this finish in the middle of the ring on Roman, laid him out. Got the big, uh, big high spot, you no know, posing in the corner and all that stuff. So, uh, not a bad SmackDown. It was, you know, it was to what you expect out of SmackDown. You know, was this one on Fox or was it on or not on it was Fox? On, it was on. It was on FS1 because the World FS1. Series was on Fox. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure you heard uh, Logan Paul's taking on Ray for the U.S. title. I heard Jewel. that. I heard that. I I want to see. I I wouldn't hate seeing Logan win the belt. To be honest with you. I wouldn't either. Logan, in my opinion, he's one of the ones that came in as a quote unquote celebrity. Novelty. Yeah. And I haven't hated what he's done. No, he's been busting. His There's ass. been and Bad Bunny actually earned my respect when he had the match with Damian. When they had their last match in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that was a good match. That was a good match. Before that, I didn't have a whole lot of respect for Bad Bunny. But Logan Paul, for some reason, he gets it. He takes it seriously. He's a natural he heel. trained. Yeah. And if when you're natural heel, that just, that's kind of a plus for me. But yeah. what, what I'm thinking, and I've, I laid out this whole scenario in my head, I think it was yesterday. I was listening to Busted Open, and they were talking, and LaGreca's saying, if LA Knight can't win the title at Crown Jewel, which I agree with, but then he said, if he doesn't win, they were saying that they went too fast putting LA Knight in the title match. I don't necessarily agree with that necessarily, because he was saying, well, what's next for LA Knight if he loses, because he thinks it's going to kill his kill The his U.S. Heat. title. Let, let him and Logan See, Paul cut. That's let him exactly, and Logan Paul cut promos on each other, and I could listen exactly to That's exactly what day. I said should happen. I said, here's what I say. I say, on Friday, on the SmackDown before Crown Jewel, there needs to be some sort of a run in in the back. Like Logan bumps into Knight in the back, they talk a little bit of shit, you know, just in passing, just a little thing, just a, just a little nugget. Then uh, on Saturday. Logan wins the title from Ray, and then it's easy to just assume the bloodline's going to interfere for Roman in the title match. I say Logan does it. 
I say it would Logan. be interesting if Logan did it. Because mm-hmm. then, then you don't know where he stands. Is he is he aligning himself with the bloodline, or is he just that annoyed with that late night? I see. I think that's where you go there because then on the Friday, then LA Knight comes out, cuts his promo, gets his catchphrases and everything like that. The crowd's singing along. Then he gets interrupted by Logan Paul. Full blown promo sequence between the two of them. And. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But, and then this needs to stretch out because I don't want LA Knight to touch that US title until WrestleMania. Okay. I think that needs to be the WrestleMania match, Knight and, Knight and Paul. Well, but Logan doesn't wrestle all the time, so that may not be exactly. too hard to do. Exactly. Since he doesn't wrestle except for the big shows, it seems like. The only time that it might not make it through would be Survivor Series. And if they do Survivor Series the way we like it, which they won't. But that wouldn't be that hard to keep playing, to keep right. pushing that. Because you just cut promos with them. What? Then, LA Knight have a couple squash matches. Then Logan Paul eliminates LA Knight from the Royal Rumble. There you go. That works. Heat. I like it. Yes. But then I think that's a way to keep LA strong as a baby face. Then you get that big marquee matchup at Mania that they love so much, you know, because... Cody, it's, I mean, Cody's wrestling Roman at Mania. It's, that's a no-brainer. That, that's right. happening. Uh, assuming it's not The Rock. Assuming. Assuming it's, assuming it's not, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be The Rock. I don't Rock. think it will be, but I think it all depends on how long this writer's strike goes on. But The actor's strike this time. The writer's strike got settled. Okay, whatever. But anyway. But the strike, yeah. yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to throw another wrinkle at you. Uh, okay. Gunther wins the Rumble. And then he challenges whoever the world champion is at Mania. Because I don't think it's going to be Seth. It might be Drew. I think Drew might actually get it. I think, number one, I think Drew beats Seth on Saturday. But then Priest cashes in on Drew. Because they've been telling this story with Drew where he's just spiraling out of control. Because of all this shit that happens to him that he has no control over. He's got... Right. Winning the title with no fans, challenging Roman in Wales and getting screwed over. All this stuff going on. And this could be the thing that finally throws Drew over the edge if yeah. Priest cashes in on him after he gets his big moment in Saudi. Could very well be. And then that could be what gets Priest out of the Judgment Day. Maybe it's the thing gets Finn out of the Judgment Day. You never know. I well, I think Priest is going to be the one to leave the Judgment Day now. Now that after, I've seen some of the things night. I've been, yeah, after the things yeah. I saw last night, I think Priest is going to be the one to leave. Yeah. But then, then you look at it, and who do you have? You have JD, you have Finn, you have Dom and Rhea. And you have Rhea. Well, and Rhea's that's it. the Rhea's the money in that group. Yeah, she Rhea, is. Rhea and Priest. But, well, and and Dom has such a smackable face that he, he does. But JD's so good, though. Mm-hmm. And he's got the connection with Bauer. It's his size, though, that's killing him. Well, he does have a large head. Well, yeah, but a large. <laughs> Don't say he, it. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get it. But I don't know. He's just not. He's mid-card. He's not champion. I think think J.D. and Finn would make a great tag team. I'm sure they probably would. 
the teacher student tag team they win the tag belts after after priest is gone here's my question is the judgment day done after priest leaves no you know why i think drew joins ah that would make sense i think i think drew jumps in i think drew takes over okay then you got or, your alpha ooh. you got your main event guy Three. wait a minute <laughs> what didn't they say last night that the judgment day had offered something to drew and seth well yeah Rhea was trying to recruit both of them last week huh nobody's agreed to anything but huh there's been these little teases with drew though yeah like a few weeks ago, there was like during a promo, you could see in the wave in the background, you could see Rhea and Drew talking. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, we'll sort of like Rhea comes out, she came out during Drew's match against Sammy. Yeah. I think that was last week. Well, then Priest. No, it might have been. No, it was Monday. It was Monday. No, no, that was Priest and Sammy. Now, Drew and Sammy was the week before. Okay, then I missed yeah. that one. So there's little teases going on, and Drew would fit. He's got Drew that brooding fit. kind of personality. You know, he's got the accent, which it seems to be like it's a requirement in the Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't be actual. Have just a regular accent in the Judgment Day. That's no. for sure. But he's that main event talent that they've been missing since Edge was there. Yeah, sorry, and I, I think Drew. No, nah, he's. We're talking WWE. He can be Edge. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's what they need. They do need somebody and Drew needs something. Yeah. He's, Cause he's it's right on the, he's right on the cusp. He's, he's, he's been there. right on the cusp for a while and I'm afraid people are going to start forgetting about him. See, that's just where he's got to step up and not let him. Yeah. I, I know, get that. Kind of what Nakamura is doing. Yeah. I mean, everybody thought after he lost to Rollins that he was, he was, push was done he was gonna just go back into nothing he's wait on... you think you think they're still pushing him by having him go against tozawa next week no but they're having but the <laughs> promos they're having him doing they're keeping him fresh in your mind he's i love the they character are. i love yeah. the character i love the promos in japanese he's mm-hmm. like a bond villain at this point tozawa was just Very a true. speed bump tozawa was a speed bump there's plenty of stuff that shin that's do. a seller that's a seller for him to make his stuff look really good and I love Tozawa. He's he's really good. But he again, it's size. It's size. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, you want to so talk gotta... about the elephant in the room? Oh no! You have the spoon. What did you? I what do. Are you, are you stirring it up again? A little bit. Okay. If I never see another trick or street fight match again in my <laughs> life, it'll be way too soon. Don't worry, in a couple months you'll get to see a miracle on 34th Street fight. Oh, shut up. <laughs> They're like a turkey tango foxtrot match. Whoever who thought this was a good idea. It's a pun. Especially for the girls to have this match. Not I'm not, And I'm not putting anything that says the girls can't do a match like this. But Chelsea Green and Natalia, come on. Although I did enjoy their costumes. Well, I enjoyed came the cosplay. Came out no. as Heart Foundation against Maddie. I was say, Piper, Piper's was awesome. She looked just like the Anvil. She did, and it was scary. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. when I saw Natalia, I was like, who invited the bunny over from AEW? Right. <laughs> yeah, she 
<laughs> like, it took Stacey, me a minute. That to looks like out. an outfit that she uses recreationally with TJ on the off day. No, I don't, no. <laughs> I don't need that visual in my head. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it took it took me a minute with Chelsea. So I was like, okay, I get Heart Foundation, but is she supposed to be a knockoff Natalian? And then I was like, oh wait, nope, I got it. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, All right, she's supposed is- to be Brett. Got it. What did you think of Nikki in the table with her head sticking up? Why? Why? <laughs> or candy corns instead of tacks? Really? What about the candy corn colored Kindle sticks? Stupid. <laughs> All of it was stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Although I did and then chuckle Chelsea when... freaking out, freaking out over Nikki's head being in the table. Well, there's one table you can't use, and guess what? Y'all got to be careful so you don't take off Nikki's head. <laughs> True. Although I did chuckle when Chelsea had the pumpkin on her head, though. At that point, I was so over the match that it wasn't even funny. All right. Well, let's talk about a good match from from Raw. Ah, Uh, we must be talking about the Creeds then. The Creed Brothers' first match on Raw, they took on Alpha Academy. And this is, number one, these, these kids only get one chance to make a real good first impression on the main roster. And I they think the, Creed, the Creeds did it in spades on, last night. Uh, perfect opponents for them to showcase what they can do because they're all four of those guys are all Americans or Olympic level yep. wrestlers. And then add to the fact that Julius Creed is just a freak. How strong he, that man is! I love Julius. <laughs> it was when he did the suplex out of a sitting position. He was sitting on his ass and he picked up Gable. Then he stood up with him. Yeah. Like, that is really hard to do. I can't imagine trying to do that. Yeah. And then had Otis on his shoulders and didn't drop him, didn't have him fall on his head. And you know Otis must trust him because if he didn't trust him, he wouldn't have let him do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? (laughs) I don't know, though. The only thing that concerned me a little bit was when Brutus and Otis were in the ring at the beginning. They're building up to it. Just, I don't know. It kind of, I don't think the fans are familiar enough with the creeds for that spot to get the reaction that they were looking for. Right. Uh, and I told you off, uh, off, off, the, off mic, uh, Julius is the stud on that team. No disrespect oh, yeah. to Brutus. Julius, he's, I, I think he's probably stronger than Brutus. He's well, with, 30 no, pounds with, lighter. No disrespect to Brutus, but Brutus is the genetic of that team. He really is. He's good, but he's, he's not going to be as good as Julius. He's the Rick Steiner of that team. There you, okay, the, the workhorse. There you yeah. go. I'll the give you that. They haven't been around long yeah. to assign a Genetti to the team. That's just... <laughs> it looks like we will be joined by Barry momentarily. He just got home. Yep, he's so... going to get settled. All right, because I'm itching to get into this super card. It's the... oh, well, one more match. We'll talk one more match, and I'll okay. give him some time to get settled. Let's talk one more match and then a segment. DIY and Imperium. Ah, DIY. Uh, how do you... I know you're a fan of DIY. I I'm, love DIY. I'm torn. I like the tag team, but I want to see more of Champa as a single. Right now, Champa's so, not strong so enough torn. to be a single, I don't think. I was hoping for at least one more match with Gunther. I think we'll get it, but I don't think we're going to get it now. I could see us maybe next year sometime getting it. Yeah. I do think 
with uh, Owens and Zayn getting split up, I think there's a need for some more tag teams, so, which I think is why they brought up the Creeds, why they've got DIY back. Uh, the only thing is they need to tell a story with DIY, and right now with Imperium, they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. But if they if DIY doesn't have a story, we're going to have problems. Because no, those guys... They're automatically going to say, let's split them up again. Yeah, and granted, don't get me wrong, those Champa and Gargano matches are chef's kiss mm-hmm. but, but they're not big enough to be main events right and you can only see that match so many times we've already seen it like 200 four. times in nxt at least four in nxt mm-hmm. but like i said i hope i'm I hope for good things out of the team i could see them maybe getting a run with the tag belts at some point oh i could i could see them and maybe even if they did what like what you were saying okay wait who has the tag team belts right now i priest can't remember priest and bauer they still have them. They got them back from Cody okay. and Uso. Okay. I could see DIY beating them. Or are they going to pull the Freebirds rule and let it be... McDonough? McDonough. And he takes the and fall. And Finn. Uh-huh. Maybe. Or it could be Dominic and Finn or Dominic and Priest. Yeah. There's not well, enough... No, I'm there thinking are... of how to get Priest out of it. And not have priest be in it. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense, especially if he winds up. Especially say, if he ends up champ. Right. Yeah. If they could do it like there's like not on Saturday, but like if he hasn't cashed in yet, then like on if there was a match announced where they were defending against say, we'll just say Alpha Academy just as an example. Yeah. And then. Uh, the match starts, but it's Finn and JD, and they're saying, I don't know where Priest is. We, like, I saw him earlier, all this stuff. And then, at the end of the night, then Priest cashes in, and they can say, oh, that's where Priest was. That's why he was now for his title match. He was going to cash in. And right. then that could and that could lead to that could lead to friction, because maybe Rhea t- didn't tell him to cash in. Maybe he went rogue. Right. And then that gets Priest out of the group. Gets JD in full-time. But anyway, that's just that's just my crazy armchair booking mindset. We're work. good at armchair booking. We really are. And uh, yep, sometimes it actually comes to pass. <laughs> that's true. Hey, we make things happen in uh, especially in independent wrestling. Uh, yep. Uh, the only thing I want to mention from Raw was the exchange between the Miz and Gunther on Miz TV. Uh, it started off. With Miz doing Miz things, being the goofball, kind of being colorful. But then Gunther comes out and basically says, hey, fuck you, I don't respect you. Right. <laughs> it's like, somebody, you're beneath me, I can't do an accent. But he said, you're beneath me, I don't respect you. Yeah. You know, it's like, you, you, don't take, you don't take this serious, you're everything that's wrong with the business. Yeah. Unloading on Miz. And then the Miz. <laughs> he he fired up, up man. Yep, cut a hell of a promo. He uh, did. Made it very but, apparent that he doesn't mind going after the IC title again. And he's he's got a point, though, because he did make that belt relevant again. He really did. He did. Yeah, some so, of the I best mean, Intercontinental matches in the last 10 years were Miz matches. Yeah. The one with Ziggler from No Mercy 2015, I think, comes to mind. When are we getting Ziggler on AEW? Or are we getting him on Impact? I don't care. Are we going to? Maybe He might just be fed up with wrestling and just want to go on he might do, be do his comedy stuff i just want to be somewhere kind of like what i'd love um, to see him an impact what claudio did like then went somewhere else and got the respect that he deserved 
I would love to see Ziggler in Impact because I want to see him and Josh Alexander have a match. Ooh, that'd be fun. Him and Shelly. Shelly's still the champ. He could be he could be him and Shelly. Yeah. But there's everybody sleeps on Impact, but they have probably the best in ring product in wrestling right now. I mean, we always we say our what we say about WWE and AEW. We kind of broke down the NWA this past weekend. Impact hasn't missed in the ring. I mean, sometimes the stuff backstage is kind of goofy on the shows. Like when they stabbed Eric Young in the mental house or whatever it was that angle went. Uh, yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Ziggler in New Japan as like an attraction. Uh, I don't know if he'd want to do the full-time. I mean, he could make a boatload of money for a two-week tour, do the G1 right. or something. But, but Impact, this bell to, like from the first match to the main event, this, the guys are so good in the ring. And you got a nice mix. You got some of the young guys. You got the veterans, like your Tommy Dreamers, your Bully Rays, your Mickey James. And I'm not just naming busted open hosts. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. <laughs> then you got your, and then you got your machine guns, obviously. You know, Saban and Shelly doing their right. thing still. Uh, but then you got your Josh Alexanders, who is a guy that nobody really gives their his just due because he's been an impact guy. Yeah. Imagine if he would have gone with Ethan Page to AEW and we would have got the North in that tag team division. It would have been phenomenal. Well, you say that, but then you got to think of who's booking it. That's the problem. No, I'm just thinking if I was booking it. Then you get the North against FTR. You get, you know, Jen and Juice in the North would be a fun match. It would be. Bear Country. And I actually kind of like Bear Country. The Iron Savages gimmick is kind of goofy, but I mean, yes. it's two big hosses, you know? I like my hoss fights. I know. Uh, oh, excuse me. Oof. Hey, if uh, the House of Black and the Blackpool Combat Club have a feud, would it be the Blackpool Combat Club? <laughs> yes. Yes, it would yeah. be. And uh, there was something that you wanted to mention. Before, like before we get to the supercar while we're waiting, you want to talk about the devil on a yes. Do you have a theory who you think the guy in the devil mask is that jumped Jay White a few weeks ago? Yes. And you don't think it, you don't think it's Max? Mm-mm. I know All for right. a fact it's not Max. I'm I've sorry. Got, I know for I've a got fact a th- it's not Max. Okay, and I've got a theory also, but I want to hear yours first. Well, my theory is it's Jack Perry. Look at the size. It's a smaller guy that's now wearing that mask. True. So. He, he would have I, to have a haircut. <laughs> and maybe he did because he disappeared. Maybe. He's still on suspension or whatever. Vacation. Just call it what it is. Vacation. But. <laughs> He's somewhere banging in a J. Here's the thing. When they were doing the whole four pillars. When they were having. When Jack was still a good guy. Mm-hmm. Well, baby face. MJF made the comment to him that you've been this great guy or whatever, and look how far it's got you, and you haven't been a jerk like me. That's true. And look where I'm at, and look where you're at. So I think he's trying to imitate everything that MJF is mm. to try to come back as a foreseeable force. Quotes, mm-hmm. air quotes around that. Yeah. 
a viable candidate to be the rule. A candidate. viable candidate to take off, take the belt off of him. Okay. That's my thoughts. Now, okay. as to who the jabronis are that are with him, I have no idea. Marco Stutt. <laughs> oh dear lord! No, I think he's done. Yeah, he's he hurt his a back. Preacher. I think I'm pretty sure he's he's a, he's, he's a minister or something. He's a now. minister now, yeah. Which is okay, but well, more power to him. If that's yeah, what, uh, whatever. You know, you know, I'm not big on it, but you know, if that's do your what thing. he's doing, you do yeah. you, I guess. Okay. So but, I have a. That's who I think it is, because everybody seems to think it's going to be Roddy or something like that. I don't yeah, think it's Roddy. Yeah, I don't think it's too, Adam. It's too, it's too obvious. Too yeah. easy. Uh, but then again, we're talking Tony, so that's, that's true. Uh, now Jack's not a bad call. I've got. A, I'm going a little bit out of the box because, and it got triggered. Somebody posted a theory on Facebook, and it made all the sense in the world to me because I'd forgotten all about it. And that is uh, David Finley from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, just to take you back around, I think it was WrestleMania weekend. Jay White loses in New Japan to Kingston, which means that Jay White has to leave New Japan. He's done. That's when he goes to AEW. But after the match is over, he gets blindsided by David Finley, who takes his spot, kicks him out of the Bullet Club. Finley is the leader now and causes this whole big, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? power struggle so to speak like because there are all these sub factions there's a bunch of sub factions in the bullet club you got the house of no. torture you got yeah and even bullet club gold so it makes all the sense in the world that maybe finley and some of the la dojo kids that he recruited into bullet club are the guys that took jay out i could understand that too so that's what i'm thinking like your clark connors your gabriel kid guys like that but uh I don't know. That's just where I was. That's where my head was at with that. But uh, we'll have I'm to just curious see. when we're going to find out who the devil is. Probably, I'm going to guess after the Jay White match. After the Jay White match. At full gear. Is that this weekend? No, it's uh, the 18th, I think. 18th. Oh yeah, Crown Jewels this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 18th In the afternoon. I think it's the 18th. Yeah. Same night as zero one. Okay. Uh, we'll watch zero one though. Oh, of course. Because your buddy Jimmy's in the cage that night, so. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah, you gonna have your Deadpool with you? Probably. <laughs> Bring your Cardona. No. <laughs> AJ will tear it up. Oh. Actually, I was supposed a... to give this to AJ as his present it's when safe. we came back. It's safer there. <laughs> but it's safer at my house. The Get cats will plushy... probably have a heyday with it. Get him a plushy warhorse. I think he sells those. He does. But they're like this big. They're not very big. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, Menders, our buddy's here. Do we have a buddy that can help yep. save my yep. voice here? Hey! <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? I'm excited can... to see you. My voice is about had it. Yeah, I can hear it, boo-boo. I was listening to y'all on my way home from work. I was like, yeah, that... I just need you to hold on for 20 more minutes and I'll be home. <laughs> all right, well, we, we, we spent an hour talking about all the other stuff that happened. So we can, we can get into it here with our super card, which is very exciting. You know, we love these things. Yeah. And, they're uh, fun. Yes. So get my shit straight here. All right. So <coughs> I on this earlier. What? 
could have been getting your shit straight earlier. No, it's all there. I just, I wanted to be careful. I didn't want to put too many things in the, in the chat because then it might get overloaded or wouldn't all go in. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's a constant learning curve here on the Jumping the Rail podcast here. So. Hold on, before we start, Barry, how excited are you for Squared Circle? Very much. It'll be my second year, and uh, I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, I really am. Uh, the 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 four guests they've already announced um, are wonderful, and I'm probably going to get all their autographs. Maybe uh, I, at least I know Money Inc. for sure because I have that tag team Funko set. So oh, yeah. I want them to sign that. I'll never get <coughs> Funko signed. Right, exactly. So, no, very excited for it. Uh, can't wait for uh, the last weekend of March. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's always the weekend before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice uh, nice touch there. Let me get because, as you know, not only do we book matches, we book all the personnel also. So I want to make sure we got all that uh, lined up here. But, uh, Bari, I don't know. Did you watch the Sawin pay-per-view over the weekend? Um, I did not see uh, the Sawin pay-per-view. I did, however, see uh, the uh, questionable uh, powdery substance <laughs> that was passed around the table that uh, Father James Mitchell was sitting at. Uh, I did see that. <laughs> oh, that wacky sinister minister, am I right? Yeah. Well, all right. He just knocked wrestling back in 40 years. Go sinister. Oh my goodness! I just watched a little bit of 1997 Monday Nitro just to get ready for this uh, today, yeah, and he was out there with Mortis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the he was a Mortis and Rav's manager. Yep, for James a few months. Vandenberg. Vandenberg, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. So our fantasy supercard. There you see it: WWF versus WCW Attitude Era Edition. Uh, I had to I had to represent. I got my attitude shirt on, so we've got that going on. So our announcers for the show, Jim Ross and Bobby Heenan, Yay. magic right there. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I mean, Shivani was a big deal in uh, WCW back then. I couldn't. I had to go Jr. Just... We could have done a three man crew. Uh, I hate the three man booth, so it's got to be a. I like the the two guys. It starts getting too difficult when there's three uh, three voices going on. Yeah, especially when one of them is Excalibur. Uh, sock face. The man in sock the mask. face. <laughs> All right. So our referees, we have as usual two from each: Earl Hebner and Mike Kyoto from the WWF, Nick Patrick and Charles Robinson from WCW. Lil Nate. Yep. Our ring announcer will be the Fink, because God knows I'm not going Michael Buffer. <laughs> And our backstage stick man, it's it it has to be Mean Gene. It can't be Michael Buffer costs too damn much. That's right. <laughs> uh, last year, the last fantasy card we did, we did it out of the ECW arena. Uh, I figured we would go to the Norfolk Scope this time. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia, a staple of the old WCW Crockett Promotions. Yeah, it was. I was between that and the Omni. I wasn't <clears throat> which one, but. All right, so our and opening. I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Huh? Oh no, I was just gonna say, and I'll and I'll quote Roddy Piper, Norfolk, Virginia. 
I'll be there with a contract in my mouth, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So the first match we've got on here, this one got massaged a little bit when we from between when we first put this card together and today. Uh, we're taking a page out of WCW. We're starting out fast with our junior heavyweights. So we have the first ever WWF light heavyweight champion, Taka Michinoku, against... A lot of people argue the greatest cruiserweight champion in WCW history, Rey Mysterio Jr. And just so you know, we're talking about WCW Rey. I made sure to spell it the proper way. I... <laughs> but, yeah, true, Brian, uh, true Marks will uh, appreciate that. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, This is a match that I don't think has ever happened. I don't think even in Japan, I don't think these guys ever ever wrestled before. But it's it's kind of a junior heavyweight dream match. It really so is. It's a I know that term gets thrown around a lot these days. Thank you, Tony. But yeah, it's I love even going back to watching like crazy into junior. I love watching a luchador against a Japanese junior heavyweight. Just the matchup always is so cool. You, you got the the luchador will be flying around, and the Japanese guy will be more ground based usually. I mean, Taka ground based striker, Taka, yeah. But Taka's a really good flyer also, so that kind of adds another wrinkle to it. Uh, it's it's weird, because anytime you see somebody wrestle Ray, the, they have to try to catch him. That's 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 step one when you're wrestling Ray Mysterio back in the late 90s. And Taka was the same way, so it's, I feel like it's, <laughs> these guys, number one, they're going to be trying to do all their high shit, but they're also going to be trying to catch each other. It's gonna, I think it's going to be a mess. Yeah, in a, yeah. In a, in oh, a yeah. good way. In a good way. Uh, and I don't know how... Well, my cushion's about to fall off my chair. Give me a second. Oh, no. There Fix that. <clears throat> Fixed. All right. So, <laughs> Mari, I'm going to throw it to you here. How... What would you expect to see out of this out of this match? I mean, out of this match right here, uh, the first 10 minutes are going to be ape shit. Uh as you can, as you said, uh, Taka is just as uh, high flying and uh, aerial assaultish, if that's a word. <laughs> as Ray we'll make it work. <laughs> right, we just did. Uh, you know, uh, he's just as Ray Mysterio. Um, they're both going to fly around the ring. Um, hopefully, nobody slips off the ropes and get hurt. <laughs> right. But it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be fast paced for those for, for those first uh, seven nine minutes. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one that grabs uh, grabs her attention. Menders, how do you feel about junior heavyweights? I know how you feel about the flippy shit these days. I but... like the ju- I like the junior. He- I really do like the junior heavyweights, and this this type of junior heavyweight, I don't like the flippy shit when it doesn't need to be there. Right, and this, this flippy dippy stuff makes sense. Yeah, I don't mind the flippy dippy when it makes sense. It doesn't bother me. Um, like even when it was um was it Osprey and Ricochet that had the match? Yeah. In New Japan. I yeah, didn't the one mind the Vader that. Hated. that didn't bother me. It, it made yeah. that was what it was there for, to show yes. another side. I get that. It's when it it's when you have people just standing there and waiting the entire time for I the hate next the waiting. move. The waiting, yeah. So with this, like like I said with junior heavyweights, I like a lot of the junior heavyweights as long as they keep it moving and stuff makes sense. I'm okay it, with it. Yeah. 
and not for nothing, Ray had probably the best match of 1997. Also, the match with Eddie at Halloween. Eddie Havoc. at Halloween right. Havoc. Yep. <clears throat> Which may be the perfect Lucha Libre match, if you think oh, sure. about it. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the finish on this one, the way I picture it is going back and forth. A lot of Ray or I see Taka going for that Michinoku driver. You know the uh, the, the power slam. I see Ray countering, finding some way to get to the ropes. Uh, I'm not going to call it a West Coast pop because that's just a gimmick. Just because, you know, Ray could hit that Hurricane Rana out of anywhere back then. Yeah, he could. It was, it was, I'm saying ridiculous in a good way. It was like how they talk about the diamond cutter out of nowhere, the RKO out of nowhere. That was Ray with that, with the Rana. He would, he could catch but- you from any angle with that thing. And it was quick, and it was crisp, and if he right, and if he snapped you over good enough and got that leg, he was gonna pin you. Mm-hmm. And that's how I see the finish coming here. I think Ray's gonna hit that runner on Taka. Taka's small, so he's so he's easy to catch his leg, and then there's enough of a an even weight matchup here that I think Ray would be able to take it. So uh, I agree. So there you go. I got. <laughs> Ray and his uh, <clears throat> Halloween Havoc. That was his Phantom-inspired gear from Halloween Havoc in this picture here. So, yep. You know, you're talking about hitting it out of nowhere, and you said something about the RKO. Just just remember the RKO Randy Orton hit on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Oh, my God. That was so good. That was so good. How high did Seth wind up going up? Off I'd of, say at least 15 feet. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he went... He went up quite a ways. Yeah. Well, when you figure... At we'll say at least eight, feet. nine feet. Well, I would yeah. say twelve because Randy's six foot. Randy's about six three, isn't he? Six four. Yeah. So by the time six, he, he was, and he lofted yeah. him up there, he got so. a lot of air. He That's did. For sure. That was so good. Was, yeah, which just goes to show how good of an athlete Seth is, also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does for both of them. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not anyway, talking about WrestleMania. Back to Attitude th- Era. <laughs> we're not talking about WrestleMania thirty-one. We're talking about. Sorry, the late I jumped 90s here. Oh, you're hey, it's gotta happen at some point. Hey, we got a lot of rail jumping Nick to make up for because we missed the last show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a month's worth. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, it's of rail months. jumping. Yes. Things will happen with three of us here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> That's the truth. All Next right. match, Mark. <laughs> Next match. Uh, it's kind of we'll call this a martial arts showcase match here. Because we got the lethal <laughs> weapon, Steve Blackman, taking on Frosty. I'm sorry, Glacier. <laughs> I got a feeling if he was around when Corny was doing this thing now, he'd be frosty. Yeah, he'd be frosty. Yeah, he'd be frosty. <laughs> now, I just watched a match with Glacier against Bobby Eaton today on Nitro. Uh, a lot of preening, a lot of posing. <laughs> he'd hit a couple cool karate moves and he'd just pose. He'd stop and kick the air, all this stuff. Blackman don't put up with that shit. No, at all, at all. If he doesn't win this, I might be a little bit upset. Yeah, and, and then, and then, uh, now let's 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 jump off the rail for a little bit here. Now, uh, Reb, do you remember all the hype that surrounded the debut of Glacier and and me cold. not? Well, and you too, Mender, and, and me being a young child, I, I was so excited to see who oh, the yeah. hell this guy was. Like I had oh, no man. idea who Glacier was or. And, when I seen it, <laughs> what the letdown was it? Oh my god! Oh my god! What is this? And they have lasers, and this doesn't snow on the inside. What the hell are they doing? 
And I was like 11, 12 years old at the time. Little Are you sure it wasn't Sting? <laughs> AJ, Blackman whips Glacier's ass like he owes him money. He I does mean, owe him money. $17, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> I, now, this isn't going to be a hardcore match, because, you know, Blackman was big on the hardcore hardcore stuff. But uh, I do think that Blackman's going to pretty much just hand him his ass in this match. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here's your ass, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now go home. <laughs> right. Uh, Time but, to go home. Yeah, I no, know. right now. I see uh, I see Glacier getting in a few offensive moves there in the beginning. Yeah, but yeah, once crazy. he starts that grand once he starts that grandstanding and hot dog, and it's gonna piss Steve Blackman <laughs> off real fast and, and he may go into business for himself. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> he may. It's basically if a Mortal Kombat B character went up against the guy from Hitman. Yeah. There you go. Pitbull was compared to poodles. Yes. <laughs> so I think we agree. Uh, Steve wins. I, he better I win. That's all I got to say. No contest. I remember when Glacier was one of three different guys that used the super kick as a finish in WCW. Because it was him, Stevie Richards, and Chris Adams. No boy. And the other two did it better. Sure in the hell did. So next match. Next I, match. I, this one I picked because it's just a flight of fancy because I love the matchup just from character a character standpoint. The <laughs> yeah. <gets> the blue <laughs> blood. Lord Steven Regal and Earl Robert of Eaton. <laughs> two hillbillies, Henry and. And Peter I'm gonna and, and 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 I want to need those Godwins to be the. Uh, but the uh, the picture we see right there, uh, the no shirt wearing Confederate fly carrying attitude having just dirty redneck yeah. bastard inbreds. I need them against the yeah. blue bloods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it was it was it Dutch Mantel was their manager then or was the uh no it was Uncle some Cletus. fat guy Uncle it was Uncle Cletus, Cletus. yeah some okay. fat guy I mean Dutch would have worked yeah as their manager I mean this isn't hillbilly Jim Godwin's. No. Where they're shaking hands Wait, and carrying goats. Wasn't Sonny their escort at one time? Just very briefly. Ruse to get the belts on the guns. Yeah. That's what I thought. She used Phineas. Like, yeah, she had, she had old Phineas smelling behind her and thought it was cute. Hillbilly Jim wasn't having it, though. <laughs> no, he wasn't having it at all. Hillbilly Jim was wise beyond his years. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how much do you remember of the Blue Bloods, Bari? Um, I remember, uh, actually, I remember when the Blue Bloods oh, no. Oh, no. versus Lord Steven Regal, and they were having a hell of a match, and there towards the end, uh, Regal was like, no, no, we need to be partners. I, I, we should be he, partners. He ran to the interview set to, I think it was Shivani, and said, no, I have an idea. And then he, yeah, yeah. He pitched it to Eaton, and then the next week, they were giving him etiquette lessons and cutting his hair. And, God, yeah. Gave him a British <laughs> accent. I, mean, I remember all that. Wisely, they still didn't have Bobby talk much. I love Bobby Eaton, but not not a not a strong promo. No, no. Uh, but you got Regal, so I mean, you don't need. Eaton to you talk don't need much. a strong promo with Regal. No, no you don't, Brian, because Regal's gonna take care of it. So this match, so, the Regal and Eaton are of course gonna bring the technical aspect. The Godwins are just brawlers, you know, as. It's just what you expect. I just... I picture <laughs> the entire match, Regal's just recoiling in terror from the yeah. goblins from having to touch him. 
He's got that snarky look on his face. Right, all right. He something. Yeah. He smells something. He's retching. He doesn't want to touch them. <laughs> get, these, get these filthy buggers away from me, he would say. Something to yep. that effect. Uh, <laughs> I like AJ's idea. Yes, and I'm I'm right there with him. I've got the Blue Bloods winning this match. Uh, some sort of chicanery, maybe putting the ropes or something. Maybe Regal rolls up Phineas. Not even that. Regal uh, gives Phineas the uh, Regal Plex. Puts him on his neck. He's had it oh. right. He's had a history of neck problems. Now that was Henry. Henry's the one that got but, his oh, neck broke. Okay, well, oh, yeah, the Henry then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, but at, so at, basically afterwards, then the Blue Buds are posing, they're celebrating, they're just reveling in their all their glory, and then just like what AJ said, because I had the same idea as AJ, then they, pour, they dump the slop out over both of them. Regal goes nuts. <laughs> He's about to throw up, you know. It's... It's just it's just tailor made for this match to have Regal get slot. Yeah, exactly. And Regal's a pro; he would do it. Yep, he would. He might not like it, but he'd do it. I think he would enjoy the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So put up our winner. All right, just a second here. So there you he'll go. enjoy it. Yeah, he'll enjoy the slopping as long as it's uh salad and water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes the boys would uh, take liberties with the slop backstage, Barry. Yeah. I've heard a few <laughs> stories uh, from old Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> uh huh. Old Bruce. Oh, my goodness. All right. So there you see Blue Buds win. Uh, but the Godwins get the, uh, the last word, if you will. Uh, you guys know what? What do I love just about more than anything in wrestling? House fights. House fight. Yes, please. Put the women and children to bed. <laughs> this will not be. Hey, a... wait a minute! I want to stay. <laughs> this will not be a technical masterpiece by any means. No, this uh, will just be who hits who harder. Uh, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as we get at least a cl- one clothesline from hell, I'm good. Well, I've here's what I'm thinking. So this match is gonna we'll go ahead, Rap. Uh, I picture the referee, and for this match, let's assign it to uh, Kyoto, just for uh, the sake of argument here. Fair enough. He's just gonna let these guys go. <laughs> He's gonna be wise and just not try to get in the way. If you guys want to beat the piss out of each other, go right ahead, and they will. Uh, if I had to do a pair off of these, I would have Simmons and Ming, and then I'd have Barb and Bradshaw, like, paired off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I imagine at least one of the Tongans gets takes a stuffed pile driver, but doesn't sell it. <laughs> uh somebody's going to get it. Here's how I picture the finish. I picture Ming putting the Tongan death grip on Simmons. Sorry, Farouk, Acolytes. Uh, but they're not legal. You know, somehow the referee has kept track of this to know who's the legal man is. And uh, in the process, Barb is going after Bradshaw. Then Bradshaw bounces off the ropes, hits that big clothesline from hell on Barbarian. Because I don't know that he could take Ming down with the clothesline, but I think he could get Barb down with it. 
and then uh, and then I think that's your finish. I think uh, the APA is going to win, but it's going to no one is not going to be sore after that match is over. Oh boy, exactly. They're all going to hurt afterwards. Yeah. Bring on the beer and ice packs. Yep, no and the cigars kidding. and the poker and God knows what else. We go to the friendly tap afterwards. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So there you go. The acolytes are the winners. And uh Yeah, I almost forget that they were almost called Hell's Henchmen when they were with Cyrus. Really the now? Jackal, the Jackal. I think that was the original name like the original name that was pitched. And then when they got with uh the Jackal they became uh the Acolytes. The Acolytes. Much better name. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Uh, AJ says, what are the odds Bradshaw says something slick to Haku and Haku just fucks him up for real? Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I won't be surprised. Maybe Bradshaw might take some liberties with uh, with Haku and pay the pay the price for it. Make a, or just uh, maybe, just maybe Bradshaw is smart enough to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather spend time in a German prison than cross Haku. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> and Bradshaw would have the option because He's been there. <laughs> All right. Go stepping in Munich, you oh. fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, didn't Jericho do something to the Brazilian flag in, in Rio or something? Yeah, he Got spit it on it. Hot water. He spit on because it. He was a heel, but still. I mean, come on. <laughs> you don't do that in foreign countries. That's how no. you get killed. That's how you, that's how you stay in foreign countries. Yeah. <laughs> Ag Vader. Right? So around that Kuwaiti guy from St. Wrestling was fake. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video of that? Yes, I have. Taker's just sitting there face. like, damn. He's, yeah. He's, Taker, it's like he's saying, shit, you messed up, man. You didn't fucked up now. <laughs> it's like, I can't control him. <laughs> Oh, it's like me. Yeah, that was, that was 1996 Vader. What if that was 1991 Vader? Exactly, he'd have killed him. He'd have killed him on air. They would have right. They would have hung Vader in the in the public spectrum. Harley'd have to come bail him out somehow. <laughs> there, there would be no bailing out. <laughs> That's Kuwait. <laughs> Bradshaw smart enough to keep his mouth shut. LFMA, who? What's next? Vince Russo having a good idea. <laughs> Hey, even a broke clock is right twice a day. Twice a day. I've got one above my television. It hasn't worked in 15 years. It was in my grandma and grandpa's house, and it's 6.15 all day long. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. So let's move on. We've got another tag team match for you. All right. Another one of the two very decorated tag teams here. Harlem Heat against the New Age Outlaws. Uh, This is another one. I imagine the outlaws prancing and jiving their way to the ring, and then Booker and Stevie just beat the tar out of them. Fine by me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, 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 the outlaws are gonna uh, cut some nice, cut a nice promo, uh, say some real edgy, sketchy shit, <laughs> and get the hell beat out of them. Now, uh. Okay, Rogo's I'm gonna a let you guys guy, discuss though. this real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. See, Armstrong can he can go. He's you know he's Bull Bob's son, so he can fight Billy. He's strong. He's a big guy, but uh, I don't know. I don't I don't see him hanging with with those two boys. Not with them. The no. 
<clears throat> I keep hearing a cat. She's somewhere. Uh, and then, and then it, it, is this Harlem Heat uh, with Sister Sherry or without Sister Sherry? You know what? In '97, it's going to be with Sister Sherry, I think. Okay, Although because we could go. With, we could go with Jacqueline, though. Yeah, either or, either or. Yeah, we really could because uh, they both managed those guys in '97. So yeah, we definitely yeah. could. Um, I was just saying that had it been Sherry, uh, Sherry's kicking the shit out of the road dog all match. Every time he goes outside the ring, she's whooping his ass. <laughs> I love Sherry. Me too. <laughs> oh, so here's how I picture, here's how I picture the finish going. I see Billy hitting the famous on 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 Stevie Ray, going for a, going for the pin. We'll say Sherry's beating up Road Dog on the floor, so he's out of the picture. Then, uh, while Billy's going for the pin, then Booker comes off the ropes with the Harlem Hangover. Hangover. Flipping leg drop. I like then, it. Uh, one, two, three. And then I say that's how Harlem Heat gets their win there. I like it. I like it. Simple yet effective. Yeah. See, you don't have to have overbooked fuckery in all the matches. I wish some of these guys would know that nowadays. Yeah, I uh, I actually call that uh, that particular finish with the guy coming off the top rope. I call that the uh, the nasty boy finish because they use that finish quite uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes with a foreign object, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love, I love the nasty boys though. Same here. I kind of hope they're at the expo. Yeah, that'd be cool to see those guys. Yeah. Get nasty sized. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't give me a pit stop. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly want that. No, thank hey, you. Mark, but I'll. Hey, Hey, Barry, do you like our logo up in the corner? We've got a kind of Halloween-y looking theme for it. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Very festive. Very fitting for today. I love, ha- I love Halloween, so we got to do a little Halloween-y stuff there. Me too, dude. That's why it took me so long, because I uh, I was at work, and I, uh, I I fixed up like 200 treat bags and decorated outside, and I'm like, you guys have fun. I'm, I, I got a podcast to go do. <laughs> oh, I see we have a visitor. It's Sugar. Oh, you got Sugar. The hater of men. She yeah. Will not look at us. No, she won't. Oh. <laughs> Hi, sugar. Hi, sugar. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> she's my she's my buddy. <laughs> she was whining at the door because nobody's home. Oh my. Oh well, yeah. You gotta let her in. Hey, I get bothered by a cat. You can be bothered by a dog. It's only fair. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we basically uh, got Harlem Heat winning. Over the outlaws, vendors. Good. We <laughs> all know took, how I feel about Billy. Billy, Billy Guns, took the so. pin. Good. <laughs> What's the total up to, by the way? I didn't. We did. I don't think that's we found tomorrow. That last that's yeah. tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. All right. I'll have that uh, all prepared in the morning. <laughs> At the end of the year, you need to send him an invoice. Exactly. <laughs> I'll put it up. I'll put it up on X and see if I get any response. There you go. <laughs> all right. Next match. Uh, because we ought to be at about $5,000 by that point. We're real close. <laughs> All right. Hey, maybe if yeah. the acclaimed and daddy ass were at the expo, you can collect. There you go. No, just go to Heather and say, hey, uh, whatever Billy's making, just give it to me because he owes Give it money. to me. That should be all mine. <laughs> I got all the proof of my phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So we got a little bit of a, uh, a barn burner for the next match here. Uh Former tag team champions together back in happier days. Mankind <laughs> and Kevin Sullivan. Oh uh, boy, here we go. <clears throat> it's not going to be a beauty crazy. contest. It will not be a beauty contest. 
it won't even be all around. It won't be a, right. It won't be a best body contest either. <laughs> hey, am I wrong, or is the graphic I've got up when Dennis Knight was mankind in those Triple H vignettes? No, jeez. That kind of look. That does not look like Mick, really. It does uh, not look like Mick. That's got more. It's got a whole lot more hair than Mick has. I think that might be Den- uh, Phineas Godwin when he was in the Mankind Mask in those Have a Bad Day videos that Triple H was showing. <laughs> oh, that's just poor planning on my right. part. God, Dr. Hunglow. <laughs> oh, Dr. Hunglow. I forgot about Dr. Hunglow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I don't think it's any secret how this match is going to go. These guys are just going to beat the piss out of each other. Hopefully uh, Mick keeps all of his teeth. Well, what's exactly. left of him? What's left of him? Yeah, what's left of him? <laughs> Sorry. Are you not going to look at him at all, Sugar? Okay. Oh, jeez. She has issues with me. Well, both of us. Both of us. There's not many people she likes. <laughs> I've stayed at the house multiple times, and she would not give me any time of the day. <laughs> I don't know. She likes Stacy. Like of course. Stacey. Everybody likes Stacy. She's a delight. Yes. All right. So, you know, Sullivan's going to hit that King Kong double stomp off the second rope. Uh, or was AJ know, calls it the rabbit stomp? Yeah. He says, make Billy pay for your foot surgery. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. It like will be entertaining. Yeah. Very much. Very much. Now, it's different because we're used to, like, Cactus Jack and Sullivan. So this would – Sullivan and Mankind is a kind of a different uh, different vibe to it. Exactly. Mankind's more maniacal than uh, Cactus. Cactus. Cactus is dangerous, but Mankind is maniacal. Nuts. Yeah, Mankind is nuts. Yeah. Now, one thing I didn't account for, is uh, Mankind going to be joined by Paul Bearer in this match, do you think? Maybe Paul 97. Bearer and Jimmy Hart at ringside? Ooh, yeah, I like Jimmy's that. Gonna with, Jimmy's going to be with Sullivan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Put Paul Bear with Mankind. There you go. Uh, if that's the case, I think Mankind wins with a well-timed earned shot. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, I would say Sullivan would try for the megaphone, but I don't think Jimmy had the megaphone by that point. I think he was done with the megaphone. Yeah, he was done with the megaphone, right? He was all business, Jimmy Hart. He was wearing black suits, didn't have anything painted on him or anything. Exactly. I was after that horrible Dungeon of Doom fail. Uh huh. There's no Hulkamaniacs here. <laughs> ah, it's not hot. Sullivan. Sullivan, my son. When the white Bengal tiger reaches the snow caps of Namibia, my son. God. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Sorry. Golf clap for that one. Oh, Menders, I don't think Menders has ever seen uh, the master in the Dungeon of Doom. Exactly. I saw bits and pieces growing up. But, <laughs> but you never got a full reenactment, though. No. <sighs> but there you go. You just got one. <laughs> all right. So I think we all agree Mankind is going to win this one. Yeah. Yes. All right. There we go. Dennis Knight wins. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, just kudos to him for his cosplay because you know fooled me for <laughs> until I got a good because I put these pictures together on my phone so the screen's way smaller. Exactly. Right, sugar. You need to get a little headset for for sugar so she can hear what we're saying. Probably. Okay, she's good now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you going to be able to focus while you're giving her a belly rub? I got it. I'm under right. control. All right. Uh, this uh, next match is actually the first one that I thought of when we were putting this together. Another tag team match, because you know I love my tag teams. And I know which one it is. Yep. Owen and the Bulldog against the Steiner Brothers. This now, one we was had seen tough. Owen and Brett. Yeah, we had seen Owen and Brett against the Steiner Brothers back in the day. But I loved Owen and Bulldog as a tag team. Uh yeah, this, no, they were so good. Very close so second. Good. <clears throat> oh, Owen isn't Bulldog's best partner because obviously that's Dynamite, but he's Dynamite, damn yeah. close. Exactly. They didn't do so many of the tag team like double team moves as the as the Bulldogs did. But I always right. like the dynamic, you know, the family element and all that stuff. But uh, the Steiners are, I think they're probably my favorite tag team ever. Uh, just from when I was a kid, when you'd see them, they doing all the suplexes and the Frankenstein's and all that cool stuff. See, that's not the was... Scott though that I liked. I like the other Scott. You liked Mullet Scott. I liked Mullet Scott. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find Mullet... a good picture of Mullet Scott. Exactly. <clears throat> it's all right though. Rick was always it's my 90... favorite, but yeah. Well, nineteen ninety seven was Pleather Steiners. It was when they were wearing the. Patent leather singlets and the studded weight belts and it was kind of S and M vibes, kind of. Uh, exactly. I remember that. I remember that too. Yeah. Scott was still mulleted, but he was also a key member of the Wet Hair Club, as my wife likes to call it. <laughs> the Wet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he grew his facial hair out and shit, and yeah. Mm-hmm. When they were with DiBiase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I see this match going Rick and Scott throwing Owen mercilessly. <laughs> of course. A multitude of suplexes. Uh, I love the idea of Bulldog and Rick like going toe-to-toe. God, powerhouse, powerhouse. Power, yeah. Because that's saying something when Scott's not the powerhouse in the, in the team. You know, Scott's right? got the big muscles, yeah. but Rick was ungodly strong. That, he was fucking explosive, man. Yeah, that's where his that's where his kid gets it. Bronze is yeah. yeah, yeah. AJ says I'm gonna need a backstage interview with the Steiners after the <laughs> match just to have an excuse to no. use Scott on microphone. No, yeah. then we get Steiner Come math. We get Give Steiner me the fucking oh, mic. Steiner, <laughs> Steiner <laughs> math. Give me the fucking mic. Math, but it's still pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, Owen, I see getting some hidden high spots. You know, he'll I love that big drop kick that he used to do off the top rope. Yeah, and uh, best damn Enziguri you ever seen. Oh yeah, just ask Shawn Michaels. Yeah, took a smile away. <laughs> Son of a. Uh, so the finish, I've got, I've got to go Steiners. For the finish, I think they're gonna hit Owen with that big bulldog, and then uh, 
I don't know. Then maybe Scott hits a Frankensteiner on Bulldog just for uh, good measure. Get the well, one, I think two, that three. makes the most sense because the Steiners would have been together forever as Owen and the Bulldog wouldn't have been as working as a tag team that entire time as where the Steiners would have been. True, yeah. And yeah, and the Steiners, more double teams, uh, better better mat wrestlers, which is, I mean, as far as pro style, maybe not as good as Owen, but with the amateur base, uh, that's that's in there. But uh, but yeah, so there you go. Rick and Scott win. And, uh, Big pump of pump, just. Use your hookup. Holler if you hear him. Holler if you hear him. No. <laughs> They're all my freaks. <laughs> no. God, who thought that was a good idea to give him a damn tiger to walk out to the ring with? I, I will never understand that right there. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> At least they weren't flying bro, around Bro, bro, ass. bro. Listen, bro. It's going to be fucking... Bro, we're going to give you a tiger. A tiger. To go, bro, a tiger, bro, to go out there with. <laughs> At least they're not flying out of his ass. Jesus Christ, Bro. save us all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sugar, Sugar's just like, what am I a part of right now? Well, miss you guys, you that's why. <laughs> but she hasn't seen you in a week, so she's getting all the all the Minders time true. she can get. She did, she missed out on me for a week. Oh, what is, what is AJ talking about? Oh, uh, let me see here. You ever see the clips of Scott terrorizing the crowd in that ring kicking promotion in India? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We watched it together and drank. <laughs> Got a feeling that there was some drinking involved before Scott went out there. Yeah, well, uh, 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 there was something involved, that's for sure. Maybe some of James Mitchell's therapeutic I was say powder. He had a talk with the <laughs> sinister minister. Doomsday. <laughs> hey, Mari, what do you think of Impact changing back to TNA next year? Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, year after year, I ask myself, how in the T total fuck Impact TNA survives? How? I somebody please explain to me how have they survived since the Hogan Bischoff uh, 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 onslaught? If you will, I'm every you. every year they just pop back up, and I mean, like it's a it's a the product itself is great, it is, but but they have how no the TV. hell they yeah they have no TV, they're I'm on the same on yeah you got to watch it on YouTube or you got to just find it somewhere randomly. I just I I I don't understand. I don't know. I'm I like it. Out, I love the matches. Yeah, I, I told, like it I when told, I can watch it, but like yeah. <laughs> I told Menders they have the best in-ring product in wrestling right now. I, I and I agree. I agree. They do. They really do. Yeah. Um, All right. But they just don't. They don't have TV. Yeah. And the problem is they're owned by a TV company, but so they're stuck there. Yeah. All right. Tangent over. We uh, leave it to me to throw us off the rails. All right. Next match. Uh, this one, I believe AJ pitched this one to us here. Yeah, he did. I guess the man of a thousand holds, Shamrock and Blade. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a technical masterpiece. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Shamrock's going to go for... He'll be going for, more for submissions 
that Michael's yeah. just going to out-wrestle him. Because it's like they say, he's the man of a thousand holds, which means he knows a thousand counter-holds. Exactly. He's going to rub Shamrock's face in the mat a few times. Yep. That's what, that's what I used to say about Quackenbush, because he was the master of a thousand holds. And same deal. For every hold he knew, he knew a counter-hold to it. So, uh, I imagine at some point Shamrock might lose his temper. <laughs> no. Uh, not Shamrock. No, but I I'm going to snap! <laughs> yeah, you can't just say you're going to snap and then snap. If you're going to snap, you don't say it. No, you don't say it. <laughs> you do. You do, Willie. You do. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, how I picture it going, Shamrock goes for the ankle lock, and Malenko rolls through and catches him with, like, a flash pin. One, two, three. Then after the match, Shamrock loses his shit, and suplexes all the referees, and, you know, does what I call that whole the, old, the old number six. He works up yeah. by number six Shamrock on Shamrock does Shamrock <laughs> on Yes. As the, like, in Blazing Saddles, the old number six. Right, and then he screams, and then he goes backstage to have a cold glass of milk. End of story. Next match. <laughs> yep. So yeah, there you go. The Iceman wins. Look at that. Looks like a soap opera star. Yeah. Kind of does. What's up with that? <laughs> Look at it. God. Remember, remember the ladies' man gimmick he did in the WWF? God, I was just getting ready to say it, and. <laughs> I was talking to AJ about this a few weeks ago, and it was like his Titantron would say, cunning, handsome, sexualized. Yeah, what are we doing here with Dane Malenko? This is Dane Malenko we're doing this to. He was hitting on Lita. God, yeah, him and his sexual prowess. Jesus. Yeah. Come on. I, want, I gotta. I wish I would have been a fly on the wall when Vince pitched that to Malenko. Exactly. You're gonna make you a ladies' man, pal. Well, you're gonna be a ladies' man, and you're gonna tell them about your sexual prowess. Because because he couldn't get Dan Liplock, so he had to get Dean Malenko. Yeah. Well, uh, handsome Dan. At, at, right. I yeah. At, Was handsome Dan even born yet? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. I believe they're all 2000 the babies. Mm. Yo, what's up, Rob? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, Rob's not in, in the chat, and I'm afraid to mention the, the name of Dan Liplock to, to Rob. We're scared to do we that. Yelled at. One. We Kenny yelled at me when I said his name. Let's not do that, Reb. You just get back into good graces. I know, I know. I did have to go Apparently back and watch I'm a Dan Liplock match on YouTube today at, at work, because... I was just curious because I hadn't seen a lot of Handsome Dan. Yeah, like, it's uh, like night and day. Him and Oliver Kane. Him and Oliver Kane, back when he had Rob as his manager. Yeah. Oh, at UWC? Uh, I believe so, yeah. That was fun. All right. Fun times. Sugar is losing interest. We better keep going. <laughs> All right. She's moving on. Lost interest with everything. All right, so if this match was in 1999, it would be farther up on the card, but because it's 97, both these guys are still kind of in the upper mid card, so they're kind of in, they're kind of stuck in the middle here. But uh, going with The Rock against Diamond Dallas Page here, and our buddy Dwayne kind of gave me the business because I didn't book Hogan sure. in a match on the show, which is true. I did I like your reprieve though. 
What? I did like your answer to when he said that, though. Yeah. Because there's a few guys. I'm, there's full disclosure. Flair's not on here. Luger's not on here. Goldberg's not on here. Hogan and uh, Angle aren't, aren't booked on this show. And we discussed all of them. We, we, we yeah. tried. We tried. Yeah. They uh they just didn't fit anywhere, brother. Yeah. Nope. Because I mean, sure Hogan wouldn't have worked with Rock in '97. Rock was still Rock was U.S. title territory in '97. Yep. Uh, Flair, I just couldn't think of anybody that could go with Flair. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to book Hogan, and they didn't work for him, brother. Yeah, he's like <laughs> filming a movie or something. Yeah, he was filming a movie. Yes. Uh, he was filming Mister Nanny. <laughs> two. Yeah. Oh dear God. One was bad enough. This one had Isabel Sanford in it, though, not Sherman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I see that. laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Co-star with Della Reese, but she couldn't show up on time. Hey, hey, she was Mr. <laughs> T's mother on the A-Team. Damn right she was. They broke her arm. They broke my mama's <laughs> arm. Yeah, yeah, and Eddie Murphy shot it in the pinky toe, but we're not talking about that. (laughs) That reference would have worked better when we were talking about Harlem Heat. (laughs) Nice! You knew what I was talking about. (laughs) Kudos to you. I'm a a comedy nerd, man. I love Harlem Heat. Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy in the same movie? Come on. Yeah, come on now. Robin Harris and the rest of them. Right. See, I just... Uh-oh. I think we just go? keep losing him back and... I got him too worked up talking about Harlem Nights. And he that was it. <laughs> well, let's keep going while we wait okay. on him to come back in. So, Paige and the fun. Rock. Uh, at this point, we're talking about Nation of Domination Rock, so he's power heel. And Paige could not be a hotter baby face at that point. Right. Oh, hang on. <laughs> That's AJ, true. Throw in Goldberg versus Scotty too hotty or some shit. You just need two minutes for a spear, jackhammer, and call it a day. I think you want better. Let's throw Goldberg versus Gilbert. There you go. <laughs> there you Sorry. go. Oh, back. Back. There hey. we go. Yeah, I don't know what the okay. hell happened. <laughs> okay. After this match, I'm throwing an audible, throwing in an extra match that I just thought of that could work. But uh, let's talk about Rock and, uh, and Paige. Like I was telling Menders. We're talking Nation of Domination Rock against White Hot Babyface Page at this point. Okay. Uh, number one, the promos would be gold. Yeah. Between these two. Uh, I really wanted to give it to Page, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invoke a little uh, fuckery in this match. We've done pretty well avoiding it so far. I would, I would have... Uh, the Nation of Domination get involved here. I'll allow it. You'll say uh, Paige hits the diamond cutter on Rock, lays him out. Then here comes Kama and Mark Henry and D'Lo. And uh, there's got to be a ref bump somewhere, <laughs> so we'll give it to Charles. Charles Robinson will take the ref bump. There you go. He's good at it. Uh, so we'll say uh, Mark Henry hits the uh, power slam, the world's strongest slam on Paige. D'Lo hits that chest protector frog splash off the top rope. The lowdown. Then Kama puts Rock on top. Then uh, Charles wakes up and one, two, three, Rock gets the win on Paige. Does that sound good to you guys? 
that sounds wonderful, but somebody has to harass Kimberly Page because she's out there too. That's Mark Henry, sexual chocolate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Put on Mark Henry, right? Mark Henry, know your damn role. Poker your damn lips. <laughs> oh, that was that did not age well. The stuff that that thing with China no, in '98 before SummerSlam. No. And one thing good about it was when Triple H came out like two matches later and just beat the shit out of everybody and cut a promo yeah. on Rock. That yeah. was the only redeeming thing about it because it was off-putting. God, so off-putting. Yeah. All right. So, like we said, we got The Rock. And I couldn't get a decent picture of The Rock from 97, so we got leather pants, brahmable belt buckle rock here. <laughs> that works. It works, yeah. All right. So, I said we had a we have a uh, an audible. Hang on. AJ's throwing in. You don't see people using the chest protector as a weapon anymore like Devo used to. It's true. Except for when Brett put the steel plate under his Asahi jersey when Goldberg speared him. That's true. All right. So speaking of Goldberg, uh, we came we came up with a match for Goldberg after all. Just a, just a little short squash match. Goldberg versus Gilbert. They <laughs> 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 at least do their entrances, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the entrance will take longer than the match. Yep. Of uh, I just imagine Gilbert trying to do the pose in Goldberg's face, then spear Jack Hammer. One, <laughs> <Dad>. two, three. <laughs> take care, brush your hair, as Bully Ray says. At least Gilbert got sparklers. Mankind didn't and get the fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> Mankind didn't even get that much. Yeah. Hey, we could even have the, the job squad get taken out for uh, just to fill a little bit of time. Uh-oh. Barry, did you freeze? No, I'm here. Okay. Listening. You're, you're very okay. Yeah, I was. <laughs> All right, so we, found a spot, so we found a spot for Goldberg. So it'll... The steel plate spear yeah. spot, one of my favorite spots in all wrestling, is that and Samoa Joe's nope walk away from a dive spot. <laughs> Those are both great. All right, next match. We've got another Haas fight. But it's actually, it's more of a monster fight than a Haas fight. There you go. We got Kane and the Giant, and this is back when it was a pretty even, a more even match than like when like Kane evenly matched show later. Because this exactly is like, this is like Giant when he was like what four forty give or take, and Kane was three thirty. Three thirty, right? You got Giant at four forty, fripping, throwing off drop kicks and yeah, doing kip ups. Yeah, greatest sell of a missile drop kick ever was Scott Steiner when. Giant drop kicked him. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Head over heels, like across the entire <laughs> ring. But uh, but now this is a match where Kane could throw the giant around a little bit. He could get a he could hit a body slam or two on on the giant, and vice versa. Uh, they've got to do the dueling choke slam spot that they always do, where they've each got a hold of the goozle at the same time. Yes, <laughs> the goozle. Dual uh, goozles. Dual goozles, doozles, if you will. Uh, yes. So here's how I've got it. Uh, it's not going to be a long match. These guys don't work by the hour here. Uh, how I've got it, I've got uh, the giant hitting the choke slam on Kane. Of course, Kane's going to sit up because, you know, Kane doing Kane things. Right. Uh, then uh, he's going to get up. He's going to. I'm torn. Do we do the tombstone or the choke slam? I kind of I'm thinking tombstone. To be honest with you, tombstone, yeah. 
He did it to Vader, so he can definitely do it to uh, to Giant. Giant. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll do that. We'll have Kane get the win on the on the Giant with the Tombstone here. So there you go. It's Kane. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. That sounds like an InSync song when you say it that way. <laughs> All right. So next up, there's one. It was this is another one that was hard to pick a winner for. Yeah, oh, see, AJ is with us. He agrees. This was the best that show ever was in the ring. But Kane was like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees around this time. Got to give it to Kane. That's kind of how I was thinking. Myron Myers. Myron Myers. No, not Myron Myers. <laughs> we like Myron, but <laughs> not Myron Myers. We don't like Myron Michaels, though. Jesus, that was ugh, hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, okay, so the next one was hard to pick a winner for, but the booking makes complete sense of, of the matchup. You got DX, OG DX, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H against the Outsiders. My buddy just, is my buddy. <clears throat> yeah. And then just as a just a little icing on the cake, Sean Waltman's the referee. And uh, is this is this is this legit Waltman or is this on the take Waltman? Now, <laughs> now he's not coming out with either an NWO or a DX shirt on. He's got the referee shirt, and I got him calling the match down the middle. It's going to be a lot of just posing and grandstanding and. All that kind of stuff until somebody says something. Probably Hunter. <laughs> Actually, no, probably Sean. I think Sean would say something dumb, then maybe fire up the outsiders a little bit. Uh, just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then uh, I go back to Raw of 1995. Remember when uh, Razor Ramon wrestled Psycho Sid on Raw, Bari? Yes. Then Kid was the referee. Yeah, that's why I say, is he going to be on the take? That's, that's where I got it. I got it where Razor, Razor, Scott Hall puts, we'll say Michaels, up on the uh, on the shoulders for the Razor's edge. Then uh, Kid just kicks Hall right in the ding-ding, as Steve Carino would say. And then uh, Hunter hits a pedigree. Waltman tears off his referee shirt to reveal a DX shirt. And... Fast count one, two, three, and then uh, DX gets the win. That works. Oh, yeah, that works for me. And then after the match, curtain call. All five guys hug it out in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Cornette has a heart attack. Yep. <laughs> has a complete fucking coronary. I don't know. A, corny, a coronary. A coronary. There you go. Ah, I see what you did there. Aha, I love play. To put up our winner. Uh, well, hang on. Let me do that. There you go. And I'm sorry, that's the best picture I could find of Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> Doing Blue Steel or whatever that one is from Zoolander. Yeah. Because he's going left, so that's Blue Steel. If he had gone right, it'd be Magnum. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Sugar right. left so us. She had enough. She oh. ran away. Well, we can't please everybody. All right. Well, so mom's home now. One... She's more important. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, I I say 
eldest female relative gets precedent with most house pets. Yeah. Sometimes. In my experience. With my cats at home, it was always my mom. Here, it's uh, it's, it's Stacy. She gets pre- special treatment over uh, over me usually, but I'm not jealous. I know how it is. <laughs> All right. All right. So next match, uh, one of these guys could have been a viable opponent for Hogan if I really wanted to do it, but the match would have been awful. So I, I decided against it. Now, this match, I think, will be a banger, though. Yeah. Just technical, Matt. Just the clinic. Just catch as catch can, you know. Yes, it is. Yes, it will be. I just I wasn't sure if we should go singlet Eddie, you know, white meat babyface Eddie, U.S. champion Eddie, or cruiserweight champion Eddie with the dirty mullet from later night. The hard mullet. (laughs) Because because we can also go heart foundation Brett or. Babyface Brett, like pre-WrestleMania Brett. I say hell, it's 97, so whatever they were doing in 97, let them roll with it. Uh, I'm, I'm down for it. But yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's just, uh, Eddie's going to cheat a little bit, because, you know, Guerrero is what he does. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't, I, I think Brett would just, it's, we talked about it with Ray and Taka, it's one of those things where somebody's going to catch him, and Red would be able to catch him. You know, Eddie would probably make a mistake. It doesn't happen often, but uh, we'll say he misses a frog splash, and then uh, Red catches him in the sharpshooter. Gets a tap out. Sounds about right. Yeah. Let him go, right. Let him go a, a, a solid 20-plus. Yeah, and let that oh, be yeah. the finish. Yeah. Yeah. I think this would be the match of the night as far as technical yeah. wrestling goes. Of course. All right. All right. So the next match we have could have also been a uh, a Hogan match if I so chose. But again, this one would be a better matchup. And it's like we said at the beginning of the show, Barry. We said we 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 made we went for matchups. We didn't want to just squeeze all the big names in there for the sake of having them on the card. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Nah, my personal favorite. (laughs) It's the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yes, the most dangerous man on the face of the planet. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's AJ talking about Brett and Eddie. Who wins this one? Everyone that ever gets to witness it. Very true. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, This one, I just, I can imagine the promos between these two guys. They'd cut real close to real life. Uh Uh-huh. I think they would cut real life. I don't think it'd be close to real life. I think I think they'd straight up just go after one another. Yeah, yeah. You're drinking and you're swearing and you're hot dogging and that kind of stuff. Oh, you think you're right. You think your finger pointing is something, huh? Try it on me, brother. <laughs> uh, I do think this will be a hell of a match. Now, I have seen Randy Savage against stunning Steve Austin on WWE mm-hmm. Saturday Night back in the day. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we both know Stone Cold is a very different animal than Stunning Steve. Exactly. That was a that was a U.S. title tournament match, as a matter of fact. Yes, it was. <laughs> and it always kind of bothered me that that Austin didn't win the match because, you know, Macho didn't need the U.S. title back then. Right. He was beefing with Flair anyhow. Yep. And 
they were doing the big tease. Is he going to join up with Hogan or, or isn't he? Uh, right? Yes. Uh, this one, though, uh, I've got Austin winning. I, I think uh, we had talked about this because 97 Savage was nuts. Absolutely batshit crazy. That's where I get the line, the most dangerous man on the face of the planet, because every time he came out, Bobby Heenan said so. <laughs> yep. Not to mention he had, yeah, not to mention he had heel Liz with him. He didn't have Miss Elizabeth. He had Ooh, Liz. Liz. Yep. And she was sneaky and she would get shit face. done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. I made a point to, I made a point to make sure this was NWO Savage. This isn't yeah. Tassels and Neon Colors Slim Jim Macho Man. Exactly. But, this uh, is Macho Madness. Yes. So this is another one where I imagine there's the ref bump. Uh, in this case, let's see. Charles took the last one. You know, let's have Earl Hebner take that ref bump on this one. Yeah, and 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 you knew at yeah, and at this time you knew that uh, there will be a certain point of the match <laughs> where Randy Savage would target the referee, <laughs> no matter who the hell it was. <laughs> okay, right. he was going now, after him. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. So. The referee takes a bump. I'm gonna we'll just say corner clothesline goes wrong, referee gets the sandwich. So now Hogan comes out. No Hollywood coming out to help Macho Man, NWO. Mm-hmm. Macho Hogan takes out the powder. You know, not the Jim Mitchell powder. We're talking the, uh, <laughs> the powder. Goes to throw it in Austin's face. Austin ducks. Macho takes it full on in the face, blinds him. Then uh Austin stuns Hogan. Austin stuns Savage. Uh, referee wakes up. One, two, three. Austin gets the win. I'm okay with it. And then, yeah. And then Dwayne's happy. We get Hogan on the card. There you go. <laughs> but you know, there funny. you go. He gave us all sorts of crap, but I don't see him in the chat. Uh, no, he's probably trick or treating, or probably. Well, not he, not him trick or treating, but maybe kept the kids coming up to the door or whatever, you know. Um, Perhaps chasing. He might be a Marcos. You never know. Yeah, I, or uh, chasing the Great Pumpkin. Who knows? <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a horror movie marathon. You never know. It's a, I don't want to pick on uh, on Dwayne. He's all right. Nah, nah, nah. I liked him. Yeah. Let's see. I'm to think. I wish I was keeping better track of which matches we've done. I think we may only have a couple left. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, semi-main event. Uh, this is just, a, a, again, a, kind of a fight of fancy. Vincent Bischoff. <laughs> just for entertainment purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget how you booked this one right here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see. <laughs> I, haven't booked, I, I haven't booked a winner for this one yet. I wanted to kind of spitball this one with you, like, live as, as it happens. If we're talking 97, Vince, it's got to be Vince that wins this. That's what I'm thinking. But here's the other thing. I planned this for a reason, though, to have this match after the Austin match. Because Austin hates both of these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I imagine Vince would make this a street fight because Vince can't have a regular wrestling match. It's got to be a street fight. <laughs> uh, Bischoff. Please, exactly. Bischoff is in his karate gi, you know, doing what he does. 
Wasn't this one that was at, like actually teased later on at WCW? Bischoff challenged Vince to come to Slamboree one year. Slamboree 97, yeah. Yeah, and, 97. Hogan, and Hogan told him that he it was a bad idea. I wonder the story why. Goes, the story <laughs> goes that after Bischoff did the video where he made the challenge, Hogan's like, you know, you probably shouldn't have done that. And Bischoff says, why? Because like, he probably show up. <laughs> and he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> he was smart. I, I think <clears throat> if the story's right, I think Stephanie was graduating that weekend of Slamboree, so that's why he wasn't there. Uh, but no, in this case, I've got Bischoff is in full NWO mode. So I, I'm i sending out the B team. I'm sending out Buff and Norton and Vincent. And, you know, you can't bother the outsiders or Hogan to come out for this one. But, uh, and so they come out, they're trying to get a jump on Vince. Then Austin comes out, fights off all these guys, stunner to Bischoff, stunner to Vince, and then because he's a WWF guy, he throws Vince on top of Bischoff. One, two, three. There you go. Does that work? That works. That works. All right. Enjoying it. So there you go. There's your winner. The ever muscled Vince McMahon. Back when he had muscles and no mustache. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was tying up people to the railroad tracks. Yeah. Yeah, we went through this a lot faster than we did the last time. (laughs) It's because we had a lot to say. Last time, and I would have more to say, but I can't. It's hard to talk. Oh, I understand. All right, so Vince, let's get him off of there. So now to paraphrase, now, now, Bart, you kind of look like Mark Henry in the little box. Do you want to do the honors here for the main event? It's time for the main event. (laughs) I always say that. Mark Henry looks like the the chief in Where in the World is Carmen San Diego on Rampage. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <clears throat> there you go. If they ever remake Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, they need to make Mark Henry the chief. Make him the chief. Ah, Ross Luce. Gumshoes. Gumshoes. That was it. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if Rockapella is still a thing though. Oh God, they were right. How great were they? they were Jeez. Awesome. Yeah, they were. Pentatonics. Rockapella was the OGs, though. <laughs> yeah, Rockapella. All right. We've enough of this madness. Let's get to the main event here. Uh, it's kind of the only real no brainer that we booked for this show. In fact, because... I think in the car, I even said, we're, we're going to book the no brainer to this, right? <laughs> yeah. I think the only question was, is it the main event? And I think it, I think it has to be. Yeah. But the, uh, I guess we'll just put it up there. There you go. Undertaker and Sting. <clears throat> A match that okay. I have, I had no interest in seeing this match after 2014, but in 1997, I would have been down for it. Right. That's a good pick, to take her. Yeah. I had to, I was trying to find a good one because there were a lot of uh, the biker taker and like, like, like the recent taker with the hat and the, but that was the closest I could get to 97 taker. Oh, Stacy heading to Taco Bell now. 
That's yes. Food. Yoki Yero Taco Bell. All right. So sorry, we lost our chihuahua. One... Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Please tell me she has a sombrero somewhere in the house. No, she does not. <laughs> she would not wear it if she had one. Oh, but the, just to see you try would be. I would pay money to see you try to put a sombrero on that dog. We had, we had. Have you seen the little cow cowboy outfit that has like the cowboy hat with the little rider that you're supposed to put on? Uh huh. Yeah, the rider didn't last you had one? long. We we had one. <laughs> she ate him. <laughs> she, she ate him. <laughs> she did not like it. She ripped it. It is now. Well, it's thrown away now, obviously, but it was fluff and material, and that was it. <laughs> she said, I'll teach you. Imagine. Yeah, she's like, try to put something on me again. I dare you. Okay. Although Imagine we do the terror. Have, we do have a little Christmas wreath that goes around her neck that has jingle bells oh. on it. Oh, oh she but she loves that. that. Too. <laughs> she hates it. Can you, imagine, but, can you imagine the terror if a chihuahua was the size of, say, a, a leopard? <laughs> We'd all know, be I dead. Gotta... Yeah. <laughs> well, I always said a chihuahua has the has the uh, mentality of a great Dane, just not the oh, body yeah. for it. No. So. Come on. All right. Oh, Small perfect. animal yeah. complex. Yeah. Yes, Napoleon. If the Napoleon was an animal, it'd be a chihuahua. <laughs> the lander complex. Wait, what? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show, Menders. <laughs> all right. So back to Taker and Sting. Uh, I don't know who the crowd would be behind on this match because they were both like mega baby faces in '97. Uh, I, I, would have been, I would have been a Taker girl just because I've always been a Taker girl. So I would have. I would have been. been I would have been a Taker guy in in this match. Uh, a lot of trading blows back and forth. I'm sure you know. Uh, what? I was gonna say I, I just heard you. noodles. <laughs> uh huh. There'll be a lot of uh, trading blows back and forth. A lot of a lot of Sting stumbling because he's got uh, fucking paint in his eyes. You know, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, (laughs) the entrances would be phenomenal. The entrances would be great. Oh yeah, be the best part of the match. Uh, That's twenty five minutes right there. Exactly. Uh, uh, Can we assume that the match would spill out to the floor and then Sting would miss a stinger splash into the guardrail? Well, that's his spot. <laughs> and then maybe uh, at one point Taker is on the apron and then Sting knocks him off into the guardrail. There you yeah. That would have been typical. Uh-huh. And uh, Taker goes, oh! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, easy. Don't you knock my belt off. Yeah. He's thinking about stuff. it. She's trying to distract me. I'm trying to make quality content here, Noodles. But you're making it hard. <laughs> Sorry, AJ just said he would try to dress his kitties for Halloween, but they'd kill him. One would kill him on the spot. The other would get me in my sleep if the first one failed. <laughs> okay, Guess who's who? I'm going to I'm gonna try to figure it out. I'm going to say Sammy first, Turbo second. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> happy this birthday, Turbo. Turbo. I have, yeah, happy never... birthday, Turbo. I haven't met either one of the Happy Birthday Turbo. But 
I think I, I think I could crack Turbo. I think I think Turbo would be my buddy if I if I met Turbo. Oh, Turbo! Likes oh, yeah, everybody. definitely. Yeah, Turbo loves everybody. It's that damn Sammy. It's that Sammy <laughs> that you gotta watch out for. Exactly. Oh, Turbo uh, is the one that plots. Turbo plots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Robbie, Sammy one these acts. One of these days, I'll tell you the story about when my friend's cat tried to attack me while I was peeing. <laughs> Back when I was oh, in high boy. school. Oh boy! Oh <laughs> boy! That cat was nuts. Uh, <laughs> Damn anyway. it, I'm out of beer. <laughs> All right, so back to, the, back to the match. Back to the match here. So, um, kind of similar to the giant cane thing, I think Sting would hit the Scorpion Death Drop on Taker, but Taker sits up. Yep. Uh, I think Taker goes for old school, but, take, but Sting catches him and tries to put the Scorpion Death Lock on him. Can't do it. Taker's legs are too big. Too long, he gets the ropes, you know, break all that. Uh, then I, I can't imagine either one winning clean per se. You know what I mean? Because neither one of those guys did jobs really. Right. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm coming. I mean, I got a winner, but I'm just how we get to it is where I'm. I'm struggling. Well. <clears throat> Who could we have as outside interference coming in? Uh, well, there's Kane. Right. Uh, as far as Sting goes, Horseman. Well, no, not not then, not '97. <laughs> I mean, it, would, it could be the. Oh, hang on. What do you got? So I was just this this came to my mind. Uh, Lex Luger. Ooh. He's no jealous. Sting? He's he's not on the car. He's jealous, and he and he. Uh, interferes oh. on, yeah, he and he takes Sting out because he feels like that's his spot. Okay, so he's gonna hit <clears> on Sting. Yeah, forearm to the back of the head, maybe you know that exactly. uh, true value forearm. Then uh, Sting stumbles into a tombstone, possibly. There you go. I like that. Then after the match, then Luger comes in and puts uh, this number on Sting, puts him in the rack, maybe just to just to tune him up. Okay, I think that works. Man, Tony needs to realize it's not hard. No, it's not. It's really <laughs> there's not. Your, there's your winner, main event Undertaker <laughs> over Sting in the dream match. You make it make sense, and you let the guys go out there and go do it. Yeah, See, that's the it. Thing is, and the thing is, we're talking it out. It's not just, here's what I want to do, here's who wins, do what you want. We're working out the details. We're figuring out this. We don't have to map out the entire match. Just map out the high spots, you know? Yep. It's not hard. You hear me, Tony? What needs to be done in order to get the mat? God, look at him. He looks stupid in that hat. God. Okay, is it terrible? Pissed me off. I really (laughs) hope Lincoln was a cowboy for Halloween. Now, I really hope he was a cowboy. Oh my god! If he does, get me a picture. I'll do a side by side. All right. Yeah, and be like, hey, 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 Tony, this kid will kick your ass. How about that? If not, he could book a a better show than Tony, probably. Yeah, yeah, he can. But uh, I say the next time that Clayton Clark's at Hybrid and we have Lincoln with us at Hybrid, we steal Clayton Clark's hat and we put on Lincoln just to get oh. the picture. Or we just have him go full cosplay. <laughs> just oh, this. Oh, my goodness. Hey, is right. David Hold Lincoln going to go to the expo? Uh, I don't know. They might have basketball that weekend. Uh, <clears throat> Sports get really busy in, in winter for them. Especially basketball in Indiana. Yeah. 
it's important. It's ubiquitous in Indiana. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Hey, uh, Barry, I want to throw something out at you. We discussed this early before you came in. How did, and you mentioned it kind of in the in the comments, but I don't want to get your take like on camera. The whole Tony giving Ric Flair as a gift thing. <sighs> we wouldn't read your comment. We love you, but no. we wouldn't read your comment. We didn't like and it's you. okay. It's okay. It's okay, right? Once I sent it, I was like, ooh, you know what? <laughs> Probably it's not going to read that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the wording. It's it's, 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 it's I, it, it, it is, but I mean, at, at the same time, it's like it's like the old slave master went to the trading block and went and bought an old buck and said, "Hey, guess what? I got you a gift. You don't gift people, Tony. What the hell's wrong with you? You don't know. You tell Sting, hey, I got one of your buddies from thirty years ago coming in here with uh, 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 to come see you, and you leave it at that. But you don't gift a- people." You say it's a surprise, not a gift, and then yeah. all this is all this is forgotten. Yeah, you give fruit baskets, you give Porsches, you give money. You don't give people. You look at them. <laughs> God, I hate that picture. Tony Icarus. <sighs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, I guess Flair's uh now has uh, seven years of indentured servitude. He's body. I don't know. Is is he going to sign a contract though, or is he just going to come like on a per appearance basis or something? Probably per appearance. You, probably per appearance, I would think. That's what that's what Flair's doing. Unless Tony says, "I'm going to put you in a match." I'm just ready oh, for Flair God. to be done. Yeah, me too. Go and retire and <laughs> I, right smoke right smoke your strand of weed with your wife and be happy. <laughs> How about that? I was going to say something that's, that would sound awful, but I'm going to hold my tongue. Well, text it in the wrestling chat later. Yeah, exactly. Because there you're among friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> piss off everybody. <laughs> but, the, let's see. but yeah, I like our card. I like, our you card. know, the card was great. The card was great. And, um, I don't know where this, right. I, I would really hope that since, you know, <laughs> <laughs> now you see why I didn't say it on camera. Yeah, I'm glad you. Didn't so say yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, that, that just threw my whole damn thought off. Uh, We're talking about the card. You said the card. Yeah, was great. it was great. We right. We we are some master bookers. I will give it that right there. What's our yeah. next one going to be? I actually was thinking about. That. I think I have one for the next time. What about indie stars versus? TV stars. Pick our okay. favorite indie guys against people that are on like Impact or AWWE, WWE. MLW. Do we okay. need to pick one of our favorite indie guys? Well, we already know who you're picking, so. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the same. We'll, we'll book all the matches in the van. Okay. <laughs> but this isn't going to be probably till uh, next, like January. I will yeah. space it out a little bit. Uh, Hey, before we get to Hall of Fame and stuff, uh, Menders, do you want me to announce what we agreed to for next year? That would be fine. We'll see. Bar- I don't right. think Barry and AJ know no, anything about this, so this I is going to be news so. to them. Oh, well, first, hang on, AJ. Now, don't... don't... Stop it, AJ! <coughs> All right. Well, I'm, that might have to happen, but we'll have to see. It right. might have to AJ. happen. AJ, hold your tongue. <laughs> we gotta save it. We got this. Yes, you're gonna yes. help with it anyway. Yes, yeah, you're one of the bookers, AJ. Don't forget that. You're one of the bookers. All right. So starting 
on the first episode in January. I don't know the date off the top of my head. Uh, we're actually going to start doing the Jumping the Rail podcast weekly instead of every other week. Uh, it was actually my my lovely wife, you know, like a couple weeks ago, actually said, hey, why do, why do you do this every other week? Why don't you just do it every week and it'd be shorter? <laughs> it's kind of kind of smart that way because we're going on two and a half hours right now we haven't even got to the hall of fame in the top 10 yet but right. uh if we can do it weekly we can probably cut the time in half easy and uh do top 10 but, tuesday every other week and hall of fame every other hall week of fame every other them. yeah yeah and then <clears throat> if there's a big show we'll do a, do a long one but you know that's just what i'm thinking like the last show of the year we're gonna do our year in review awards that'll be a long one and then the next week we'll just start with the weeklies. And we need to get our, what we're going to try to put out for our categories for that. So we can all start thinking. on I've, too. I've got the list. Exactly. I'll send it to you guys. Okay. Uh, and then Bari, I've, I, I imagine you'll want to be involved on that one. You want to come in. Uh, sure. Why not? As you are now. Why not? And maybe I can get Gary back in. If he's, uh, that'd if be he's awesome. Maybe I'll, get I'll AJ see. in if he's not working. We'll if if see, his yeah. if his uh if his stuff is working, <laughs> yeah. Every year we've right. done that. We've had a different group because the first year was me, Narge, Marco, and Keith Gibson. Last year was me and Gary, and then and then Narge on like chat for ah. the most part. And then this year, try to get the whole gang in. Maybe even get Narge. We'll have to see. Maybe. But uh, that maybe he might be busy. His kids have activities year round. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So that's the. So that's the big breaking news starting in January. Jumping the Rail is going to be a weekly instead of a, uh, a bi-weekly podcast. Sounds good. I was kind of surprised <clears throat> my wife suggested it because, you know, it's less time. It's time she's torn away from me and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm great, as, as you know. I would think she'd want more time with me, but, you know. No, I think what okay. she's thinking is she's going to get more time with you because our shows will be shorter. <laughs> oh, exactly. Right. Yeah, which is cool. That's yeah. cool right there, you know. Yeah. It'll work out. Yeah. It'll work yeah. out. Yeah, so I think that's going to work. Uh, I think we just did every other week just because Marco and Narge's schedules required it. So right. I just kept it going this past year. But yeah, why not go weekly? <clears throat> so, all right. So well, guys, we if we... Do- if listen, if we are done with this part, this portion of the show, and you're heading off to your top tens and and what have you, I want to go ahead and jump over here. I got to give my baby brother a call. Uh, hey, yeah, jump in the chat. Jump in the yeah, chat. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump yeah, in the chat. In the chat. Yeah, you're gonna hey, have yeah. input on the Hall of Fame. I'm just gonna tell you that. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, just yeah, just jump in the chat, and we'll uh, keep you in here. All right, guys. Thank All you. Right. All right. See yes, you. Tell Javelli said hi. Yeah. I will. All right, so let's move on. We got a couple more orders of business menders before we uh, get out of here. But uh, first off, we're going. updating time. that this week then we got three more I've, so. i'm I've, I've been keeping updating my tiles it's just 
I haven't put them into the, uh, the video yet. Uh, so there you go, JTR Hall of Fame. It's the most prestigious Hall of Fame on Central Illinois Wrestling Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> that we care about. Yes. And since we're talking about the Attitude Era, I figured uh, we had one. Uh, for those that don't know, we had the Heart Foundation for the last episode that we didn't put on, so we just inducted them retroactively. They're in. Yep. So, so we're going with somebody else this time. Mick Foley. He wasn't Jack in Jack. already? No, he hadn't been in. Funk's in, huh. but not Foley. Okay. I was thinking he was in already. Uh, put old uh, Mick Foley in there. Cactus Jack, my favorite version. Also, Dude Love. Of course, Mankind. And then Solo Foley. Just, you know, just doing Just Foley. Thing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one of my favorite guys. Uh, number one, I love his, his writing. His, his books are awesome. Are you going to show the picture? Can you show the picture when Darby picture? Allen, um, Nick Gage, and Mick Foley walked into a bar? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. AJ sent it to you today. Did he? I got a. Yeah. Uh, he sent it I'll when I was at work. But, uh... Okay, I'll send it to you. Hold on. You talk, I'll send it to you. Okay. Let me get this here. So. I became aware of Mick Foley in the uh, WCW back in the day, and that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> it was when he was uh, feuding with Vader, actually, in 1992, 93. And uh, it was, when he was with Vader, I thought he was going to die. Because <laughs> Vader was the scariest person I had ever seen in wrestling. And... I thought nobody could beat him. And then Foley got uh, he got a win on Saturday night by Countout, which was a, uh, a big deal for Vader because he didn't lose a lot. There you see, there's screen back over here. I talk to myself a lot on these. Uh, here we go. You're there good. you see, Vader there and Cactus right there. Imagine trying to catch that big bastard coming off the ropes. Right? That would no, not end you. well. That would not end well. Uh... After that, I kind of lost track of Cactus for a couple of years after he left WCW because I didn't get ECW television where I was at. Ah. So, so I kind of just forgot about him for a bit until, and well, there's another cool picture of Cactus from ECW. Go. Bang, bang. Which, in, hind, in hindsight, I love ECW Cactus. <laughs> Maybe my favorite iteration of Cactus Jack is the stuff he did, the anti-hardcore promos, uh, hanging out with Raven, the match. I talked about the Raven uh, match, Raven and Cactus against Funk and Dreamer. Oh, yes, I yeah. remember that now. Oh, I thought you meant actual. Uh, no. Man, let me get the... It's Halloween. We're allowed to bar. do this. <laughs> yes. When Darby uh, Allen, Nick Cage, and Nick Foley walked into a bar. Actually, it's not Darby Allen. That is uh, Marco is Kenny Powers. That's not Marco. He's bounding down. That's not Marco. Oh no, that's 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 a that's AJ. Okay. Yeah, it is Darby Allen. All the other pictures I've me. seen from this from this was uh, Marco taking his copious amounts of selfies back in the day. No, but, uh, not Marco. But yeah, this was <laughs> so. This was a couple Halloweens ago. Look <laughs> at that. So there's me as Cactus Jack on the left. Uh, Narge as Nick Gage. He's got his little toy pizza cutter up there by his by his head. Then our buddy AJ is Darby Allen there with a rolling yep. rock, apparently, from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. 
Of, I think that was the night we were getting fed beers. It was kind of nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there were a few wrestlers at the bar that night, but. Uh, huh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was the night that I met Barry and AJ, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was. The, uh, the old one tease. Barry said, you met, my you're a new me. Yeah. Because I already knew you and Narge, but. Yeah, I, I hadn't met the boys yet. So uh, that was a good time. I love Halloween. And I've done wrestlers uh, for Halloween before. I did the Shockmaster, I think, the year before this. Well, I saw Shockmaster uh, last year. You saw the Shockmaster Circle. <laughs> yeah, you saw you saw the Shockmaster in all of all of my glory, including all taking of a your bump. glory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, back to Cactus here. So I've once he came into WWF as Mankind. Number one, I loved the character from the get go, and then about three weeks afterwards, that's when my brother said, "Hey, you know that's Cactus Jack, right?" And, I didn't know because he didn't look like Cactus Jack. He had the mask and the brown poo-colored outfit and everything. I was like, that's right. not Cactus Jack. I thought, why wouldn't they just let him be Cactus Jack? But, <laughs> you know, in hindsight, Vince. Vince. <laughs> had to make he him thought, boring. He thought, Cactus, he thought Cactus looked sleazy, so he didn't like him. So he made him Mankind. Yeah, because uh, that's better. Let's put him yeah. in brown. But man, the run he had with The Undertaker, though, in 96 when he first showed up. <clears throat> Uh, the boiler I don't think room anybody had that. I don't think anybody had as good a record against Taker as Mankind did. Uh, no. The, the boiler room brawl was something else. Uh, <laughs> they had four like TV monitors on either side of the ring so the fans could watch it because the whole match was taped in the boiler room like the night before. Sorry if I'm giving something away. But... Uh, <laughs> But then the finish they did live, obviously, with Paul Bear turning on Taker, joining Mankind. Uh, maybe my favorite like wrestling match I've ever seen Mick Foley have was the next month when he wrestled Shawn Michaels for the WWF title at My Games. Yeah. Uh, a really good match. It was a DQ finish. Vader got involved, and then I think Sid got involved. Taker got involved. It was some fuckery at the end, but the match itself was really no. good. <laughs> There's never fuckery involved in wrestling. No. It just says there's always somebody that's got your number for Taker. That was Mankind. That's true. Yep. Even, and they were kind of synonymous with each other for the first couple of years that Mankind was there. Uh, I take you back to this, Menders. Yeah. yeah. My, one of my favorite. One of my favorite. Of Jim Ross's best night in WWF. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for being traumatized by what he saw, but just the call itself when. My God, he's dead. Table. Yeah, Almighty, killed he him. killed him. He killed him. But as God is my witness, he's broken in half. Was just yeah, you know, Shakespearean. <laughs> for wrestling. Then, <laughs> for wrestling, and and makes infinite wisdom he decided i'll go back up on top of the cage again and then that's where that picture came from when taker chokes him with through the roof chair comes down hits him in the face knocks a tooth through his nose just grisly yeah. business yeah <laughs> i appreciate oh, yeah, AJ, this is, for my this is the quote <laughs> please don't ever do it again 
Yeah, because people forget after the match that wasn't the main event. No. He came out. He did a run in in the main event. He did a run in during the main event. And how he did that, I have no idea. I don't know. No idea. And I think that's when Vince talked to us. Like, don't ever do this shit again. Well, it's kind of like that's what I said. Corey talks about it. That was Uh, when I figured out who Terry Funk was. Was that match? Yep, and he got choke slammed out of his shoes. Yep. I love Funk. And everybody thought it was a booger in his nose until they figured out it was his tooth. Yeah, Funk is some master. He knew the he knew how to buy time. He knew how to keep the crowd looking away from Foley. He got the attention on Funk so they could focus on making sure he wasn't dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think Foley said that's the only time, the only match where he's ever been legitimately knocked out. And it wasn't from either time going off the cage. It was just. Wasn't it when the chair hit him in the face? It was when the chair hit him. It was when he came down to the chair, caught him. It wasn't the impact of hitting the mat or hitting the table. It was the chair hitting his face afterwards. Here's how the chair broke my fall. So, (laughs) So that was when Mankind kind of became the lovable uh Sako wielding mankind in like mid to late ninety eight. Uh of course in nineteen ninety-nine the butts in seats match is yeah, I Yeah, like that'll get butts in seats. Oh it Tony sure Shivani. Did. You know what? And I don't blame <laughs> Tony. That's a Bischoff fuck up there. Because he told Tony yeah. to say it. And as soon as they said it, everybody turned the channel over to Raw. And then they watched the match. And then there was an overrun on uh on Nitro, so they went back to Nitro. Do you remember what happened on Nitro that night? No. Finger poke of doom. Nash Are you serious? Yes, same night. Oh my god! So the so these fans go and they watch Mick Foley have the best moment of his whole career when the title Austin comes out. Everything great. One of my favorite right. finishes to Raw. Turn the channel back. Fucking finger poke of doom. <laughs> Shitting on the business. All oh, guys, and. Bischoff thought that that was going to be more compelling television than McFoley winning the world title. Sorry about you. Sorry about you, Bischoff. Oh, yeah. Long after that, I think he got the book taken away from him. But Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let me see what we've got here. Oh, okay. So we talked about Mankind and Taker. Uh, that was not my favorite feud that Foley had in WWF. No, as I say, Triple. Triple H. That street fight at the Royal Rumble is... I said the match with Sean my favorite technical match. This is my favorite Foley match in general, is that street fight at the Rumble. Because You know what? That's back when I could stand street fights. Yeah. They weren't every other week, though. That's, right. that's why. Maybe that's why. Yeah. And that they had a reason. Fight... They had a build-up. Oh, yeah. The uh, In this night as Mankind. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved the reveal, too, when he switched from Mankind to Cactus Jack. Yeah. Because he came out, it was after he got bloodied, he came out and he said, if there's one thing that Mankind isn't, it's ready to face you with the rubble. So then he rips off the shirt, Cactus shirt underneath, rips the mask off, Hunter shits himself. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, and we're going to talk about this also during our top ten, but the match when Cactus Jack debuted on Raw in Madison Square Garden in 97, uh, it was on the video. I don't know if you ever saw the video. It was the Three Faces of Foley video. Okay. Where, like, Dude Love is talking to Mankind, and then Cactus Jack shows up. Yep. When Cactus Jack showed up, 
Hunter was in the ring. He was ready for it was a street fight. It was on right. a DQ match, or whatever. Triple H sold that like Caligula was coming after him. He <laughs> I, he was he reacted like he was about to die. Yeah. Which is great. The referee said, "You can't do this. The hair's going. It's it's great. You can't." It's great. And then they had a really good match. Yeah. And nobody, Triple H didn't do that much. This was before the boot camp match even. Oh wow. He was still the blue blood, so he didn't do a lot of that crazy shit yet. So still, he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. He had China with him, but he it was wearing the pants with the belt. You know. Yeah. The the riding pants or whatever you call them, fancy people. Yeah. but yeah, they had the run. They had the cage match at SummerSlam. They had the match at King of the. They had a long feud in '97. Then they go to 2000, where they do the Cactus Jack return. They do the Hell in a Cell match where he goes through the cage again, but this time planned. Yeah, they planned it that planned. time. <laughs> and then we know uh, it's capable of being done, so let's try it again. Right, right. Imagine if we try it safely. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Another, you gotta talk about the rock and sock connection. Ah, the rock and sock connection. Oh, this is, this is, what was it? This is your life, Rob? This is your life. Uh, <laughs> best promo that lasted forever. I, th- I think the first time the term poontang pie was ever uttered. <laughs> I can imagine Stacy looking at me through my backdrop. Like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it was a fun, just, kind of a throwaway tag team it wasn't meant to be anything you know it was a throwaway tag team but at the same time they were probably one of the favorite tag teams yeah oh well they were both mega over so exactly nobody but had a problem for they weren't intended for a long-term run as a tag team it was just give them a All tag right. title run a little bit here you know because uh, mick was on his way out so i think he wanted to do that before he retired excuse me before he became the commish before he became the commish, uh, I'm going to show a picture. Uh, oh, he dear looks like Sa- He looks like Sami Zayn's uncle here. He does. That's scary. Very, very bushy back when he was the general manager of Raw after the uh, 2015 brand split there. Uh, that didn't last long. Uh, I don't think his heart was in it. If you watch back you then. Can- I was going to say, and you can tell he was in a lot of pain then, too. Oh, he was miserable. Everything, yeah. yeah, everything had caught up with him. He was still... Yeah. His hips, his knees, his everything were... His every... I don't know if you have his first book, Have a Nice Day. He has a diagram of a of a human being and all the injuries, like, oh, labeled geez. and pointing at him. And that's just in 1999. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, counting should his be missing po- ear and his... <laughs> No, the year was mentioned. That oh, was, was in mentioned. ninety. That was like in ninety four, ninety three. I was say I knew, I didn't think it was in ninety nine. No, it was when he was in WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should be pointed out he was uh, a TNA champion once. Uh, of course, we had the as infamous, which one? The Spink Foley. Okay. And, See, uh, he wait. he is the only person to enter the Royal Rumble. Thrice. Three times. Yes. Yes. Which and I kind of feel bad win. for some of. I feel kind of bad for some of the mid card guys that didn't get a spot because Foley came out three times. Right, because he came out three times. Yep. Although Barry, you are correct, lost the ear in Germany. Yes. Although during and he that didn't year, get to, I should point out he didn't get to keep the ear because he didn't know the German word for formaldehyde. He has told <laughs> that story. 
you know, it makes me wonder, though, if there had to have been a reason they did that, that some of the mid-card guys weren't ready to be in the Rumble. So that's why Mick got to do it three times. That, uh, if you look at some of the guys that were on that show, they got, they brought a lot of people in for that show that weren't used to work in that style. Yeah. You know, Mascaris, a bunch of the luchadors, you know, so maybe they didn't have a, a big roster in the back. This Right. Uh, let's see, Bari says, that feud with him and Sting was a stinker. I hope you mean the TNA one, because the feud in WCW was great. But yeah, when TNA, yeah, it was just, I think they just want to put the belt on Foley for a pop. Cheap pop, mind you. Pop. Uh, yeah. Uh, and pops. also, I'm not, and I said it at the beginning of this, I loved his books. He's such a, he's a great writer. He's a very a thoughtful guy, too. He's a yes. very... Very charitable. Yes. He's a very, that was one thing when I met him at, <coughs> at Squared Circle. Hold on, sorry. When I met him at Squared Circle last year, uh, he was very nice and very, very oh, yeah. sweet. We took yeah. like five pictures together and he let me do some with the mask and some without the mask. And, oh, you so put the mask on? No, he had the mask on. Oh, oh okay. Uh I should, when I went and met him, I met him twice, both times at a book signing. Uh, the first time it was when the kids' book came out. The, I forget the name of it, but it was like the big like, picture book with the, like a kid's story about the wrestlers. And I went with uh, my buddy Dustin Danger and his brother, another friend of ours. And I didn't get the new book. I bought, that was when I bought his first book and I got him to sign it. He kind of gave me a little bit of grief because I didn't buy the new book. But I still bought very, your book. Yeah, I, I bought a book, but he was very nice. Got a picture with him, and then WrestleMania weekend, a couple years later, he was selling the Hardcore Diaries book about the one night when he did one night stand, and he yeah. was at the mall in uh, Schaumburg, and ah. I went uh, went there and met him again. Nice guy. Uh, yeah, I would love to meet him again, but. Uh, Aside, Who I knows? He might be at Squared Circle again. He may, he may be. You never know. Hopefully he is. But I think he is a very worthy addition to the uh, Hall of Fame. Yes, so, very much so. So congratulations to Jolly St. Mick, as <clears throat> Joey Styles calls him. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that will conclude this episode's Hall of Fame induction. And we have... I want to try to get through this top ten because I've got tacos waiting on me. And I'm, I'm getting hungry. So Let's go. All right. So here, without any further ado... So here we go. Top ten Tuesday. I love that mariachi oh, music. Hold like on, awesome. can you can you put AJ's comment up? Because it's uh, kind of the truth. It's yeah. McFoley's the definition <laughs> of a damn. He's not in there yet. Put him in Hall of Fame and done. There's <laughs> yeah. a few of those that we're gonna get to in the next next uh, few episodes. But actually, you get to pick the next one, though, Minders. Uh oh. Okay. So you got to get thinking. I gotta get thinking. Yeah. While you do that, we're gonna get to our top ten Tuesday there, and this Let's week. Do that. Uh, this one is it kind of goes along with our fantasy supercard. 
we're going greatest moments of 1997. And this was not a hard list to make because 1997 is my favorite year of wrestling. It's across the board. WCW, ECW, WWF. It was just all great back then. Yeah. Is just that dawn of the Attitude Era. It was, just, it was, it was so good. So we've got uh, we got our ten, and if you remember them, feel free to chime in. Otherwise, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of run through them a little bit here, Menders. Okay, sounds good. All right, number ten. Terry Funk wins the ECW World Heavyweight Championship in Barely Legal, April thirteenth of ninety seven. Uh, it's one of those. I say so we talked about that one in great detail when we were inducting we, Terry Funk, and we we did. Uh, yeah. Nobody thought it was going to happen. It was supposed to be Dreamer, I guess, but Dreamer gave his spot to Funk to get him a main event. So, you know, there we go. And like I said, if you want to hear more about that, watch our Terry Funk tribute episode, and you'll hear more about it. Uh, number nine, uh, Arn Anderson's retirement Ugh. on Nitro. That got me. That gutted me when it happened. I'm sure it did. Everybody knows Arn's my favorite. Yep. And that speech he made, it, it, it got me. And it killed me what they did the next week when the NWO mocked it. I hated it. I had heat with him for a long time on that one. Uh, I can understand that. Not, yeah. And I wish... It's just... I wish Kurt Hennig would have stayed a horseman because he would have been so much better in the horseman than in the NWO. Yeah. But then again, there's a lot of guys that would have been better if they would have stayed where they were at and not went to the NWO because the NWO at one yep. point had way too many people in it. You could have changed the NWO letters to OBF. Yeah. <laughs> you picking up what I'm putting down there, Menders? I am picking up what you're putting down there. <laughs> Overbooked Yep. All right. All right. Number eight. Canadian Stampede in your house in July of '97. Ah. This is the one in Calgary, and the you know I've seen a lot of shows where wrestlers like perform in their hometown. I have never seen anybody get the treatment that the Hart family gets in Calgary. Well, I mean, they're I treated mean, like royalty in Calgary. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean. Like, Dusty in Texas doesn't get that kind of reaction. The Funks in Texas doesn't get that reaction. Von Erichs? They're literally... Von Erichs in Dallas, they were close in Dallas. But they were there every, they were there every week. This is... Right. The Hearts weren't in Calgary every week for wrestling. I mean, they lived there, right. obviously. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that crowd was the loudest I have ever seen for a... In, in your house, like a, a B-level pay-per-view. Right. And it's right up there with the WrestleMania crowd. Because they were just so hot, especially in that main event. And they got everybody. They got Owen and Brett and Bulldog, Pillman, Anvil, you know. So And it was yeah, so good. And at the them. end, and at the end, everybody gets in the ring because Austin was being Austin. <laughs> trying to fight everybody. <laughs> and, and all the brothers came over the railing and tried to get at Austin. Yeah. And, uh, How'd that work yeah, out for so them? That's, <laughs> Not well. Well, they got to stay in the ring, and Austin got arrested. So. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you imagine the riot that would happen if they arrested the Hart family in the ring in Calgary. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of the Hearts, all right. Our number seven, Austin and Brett double turn at WrestleMania thirteen. Uh, yep. 
they went into this. Brett was still a baby face, but he was kind of a salty baby face. He was a little a little pissy. He was about cranky. getting screwed. He was cranky. Yep. And then Austin was still a heel when the match started, but by the end, they were all about Stone Cold. He was the guy. Yep. And then that visual of him in the sharpshooter with the blood coming down his face was they made that onto a t shirt. <laughs> they wouldn't do that now. No. No, uh, no, no. AJ, there's a lot of stuff on here, so I had to I had to be judicious. That's why it's at number seven. <laughs> All right. Uh number six, uh one of my favorite moments, also from ECW. Jerry Lawler invades the ECW arena at WrestleFalooza ninety-seven. You talk about almost a riot happening. There was I was I thought there was gonna be a riot when I saw this on tape, on videotape. <laughs> it does see Fon, there's Fonzie, hard buddy Bill Alfonso. Yep. With the microphone. Uh, long story short, uh, Lawler comes in, sides up with Van Dam and Sabu, who were mega heels. They attack Dreamer, Sandman, the gangsters, and the whole locker room come out. They all get beaten away. And then Taz comes out and runs everybody off. And then he wrestles Sabu. That's as neatly truncated as I can do for, for that. There but you go. Go to, uh, go to uh, YouTube. Because it's on YouTube. Go watch it, because the reactions are insane on that. I might post it on our Facebook page after the show's over. Do it. All right, number five. Bad Blood. Kane debuts in the Hell in a Cell match. Man, back uh, when Kayfabe was alive and well. Yes. <laughs> Look at how happy Paul Bearer is. I know. Uh, I love... Oh. He's giddy in that picture. He is. He's almost as giddy as Mindy. <laughs> uh, but no, talk about a, we talked about the Creed brothers making a first impression on Raw. Kane comes out, rips the friggin' door off the cage, then yep. goes in the ring, then he does the fire spot, which was brand new. Nobody was doing a lot of pyro back then. There was some, right. but not that kind of pyro. And then manhandled an Undertaker tombstone in him, and then just leaving. And they were well, no the races, one manhandled you know? Undertaker then. No and, one. No. So the fact that somebody right. was coming in to manhandle him. Yeah. Then they when I found the out Kane he was Isaac specifically, Yankum. <laughs> Fake Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they created this character solely for the purpose of working with The Undertaker and then he made it last for 25 years is pretty impressive. Kane's still a favorite anymore. Yeah. He'll be at the Expo. What, I, His politics I, might not jive with everybody, but the character right. is so good. I hope, I hope he wears the mask. I want him to wear the mask. I'm sure. He'll, I'm sure he'll have it there. I don't know if he'll wear yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a photo op or he'll have the mask on. You never know. Let's hope. Yeah. I might. Right. I, if number he four. has the mask, I might pay for it, but we'll see. Oh. Okay. All right. Number four. Uh, we talked about this briefly during the Hall of Fame segment. Cactus Jack's debut at the Garden. Yep. We see him in mid-pile driver on Hunter Hearst Hemsley <laughs> through the table on the stage. Uh, yeah, the whole thing from the video through the match it was just awesome, and I loved it. And I was especially thrilled because, like I said, Cactus is my favorite uh, incarnation of, of Foley, so so I was thrilled. I wish it would have lasted longer, but it didn't. Then Dude Love was back like two weeks later. Yeah, might be the next week. All right, number three is one I literally just watched before I went on the air. Lex Luger winning the WCW world title from Hogan on the 100th Nitro. There you go. Uh, and uh, not not for nothing, he, 
he lost the title like five days later at Road Wild, but anyway. Oh, AJ, never forget Kane entered the TNT Friday the 13th Battle Royal, choke slamming everyone, then yelling, vote for me. Yep, sure did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, this actually was is my, these two, that night, the Raw at the Garden, where Cactus debuted, is my favorite Raw of all time, because that's also, well, we'll get to that later. And then the Nitro here is also my favorite Nitro ever. From because yeah. it's ninety seven. This stuff is so good. <laughs> they had a match with. Uh, I'm trying to think what the match was off the top of my head because I forget. It was been a while against some. I, yeah, I get a. You I know more about when exactly, today. like you know more about when exactly years things happen than I do. Like you can show me of, and I'll remember it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'm, I'm something of a wrestling rain man in that way. Yeah, I know. Uh, and here I thought I was good at wrestling information. You put you me to shame. Oh, stop. You're just trying to flatter <laughs> me. Uh, number two, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. They, people are probably going to think this should be number one, but I've got it at number two. Montreal Screwjob. Oh. Uh, again, you know, you don't get quote, near riots on major television these days. We've got three just on this on this list alone yeah, from the top 10. 1997. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what can you say about the screw job that hasn't been said already, you know? Yeah. I, I still, I still want to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I still want to know who knew and who didn't know. Cause it's all, it's all up in the air. We know. Corny uh, Trish, Richard says it. he didn't. Richard says he didn't know. And I'm inclined to believe and that. Corny says he booked it. Yeah, Courtney said he knew it. Uh, he said Triple H well, he and booked Sean it, knew. He, said. he even yeah. booked it. Yeah. So because I know, and I know in the past he had said he was in the meetings about it, and yeah. uh, and Shane, I think Shane knew. But uh, yeah, it was well. A, Vince it was a obviously show. knew. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Hey, but I to just, Vince's credit, he he gave Brett one free shot in the locker room. He did. He, he did. said he gets one. Yep. Because he knew he deserved it. But at the same time, yeah. I, I see both sides wrong, of but he, it. Yeah. yeah. I tend to side with Vince in this case, but he knew that Brett deserved some sort of uh, comeuppance there. You know? Right. Like, because I don't think Vince wanted to do it, but he it's the old school promoter mentality. He thought he had to do it to protect his title, you know? Because mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. Brett had said he wouldn't take the belt, I mean, Medusa just did it Medusa a year before did. with the women's title. Yeah. So, I mean, so you got to protect your investment there. So I'm, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's when I wish Bari had stayed on for <laughs> talk about the screw job a little bit. But uh, anyway, so that's my number two. Uh, number one, just because of what it led to over the years, Austin stuns mm. Vince. Also on that <laughs> same mar- uh, Madison Square Garden Raw that Cactus debuted at. Uh, now, see, I remember that. Yeah. This is when Austin was still recovering from his broken neck, so he wasn't wrestling. But he was, was on the show every week because he was over. Yeah, and, and that Vince was when was Vince could still, and Vince could still somewhat take take a stunner, and it not look uh, like stunner. It he took that stunner awful. It was not good. <laughs> he takes. He got better. He got awful. better over the years. It was, that was as the awful first as that last one. No, I think that <laughs> I, if I remember right, I think that's the first bump Vince ever took in the ring, like was on it? television. Yeah, because he was just a he was a commentator. He was oh, that's he was right. the owner, but he wasn't really a character. 
Yeah, nobody knew he was the owner at that point. Well, everybody knew, but nobody said anything. Right. <laughs> hey, man. Well, I know, but you see what I'm saying, though. Like, I get you. Yeah. The storyline. He, he wasn't. He wasn't yeah. in charge. Right. Gorilla Monsoon was still the president of the company in 1997. Oh, I miss presidents. Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. Sergeant Slaughter, I think, was a commissioner by that point. That sounds right. But, uh, Probably, because that wasn't that when most of the DX stuff was happening and they had like their windshield wiper. That was, that was right before DX started going. Or okay. maybe right right around there, because I think Triple H might have done the crotch chop during the, the Foley match. Okay. But he was still Hunter Hurst Helmsley. He wasn't Triple H yet. Makes sense. All right. Well, that concludes the uh, Top 10 Tuesday for this week. Uh, wow, we're at 8.59. So if we pay the bills real fast, we'll be done by 9 or right around there. Yeah. All right. So let's pay the bills real quick here. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod for a multitude of t-shirt options from Jumping the Rail in the Zero One Shootout. There you see just a few of them there. Also brand new uh, on the... Actually, before we do that, we'll talk about BrainBuster Tees because I got my tiles out of order. Uh, BrainBusterTees.com slash other slash JTR that's podcast dash network. Uh, even more stuff from the shootout, the Zero One Shootout, the Jumping the Rail podcast, the Gold Rush YouTube show. Uh, and then a brand new on Brainbuster Tees, the JTFNR shirt for all you VCW fans there. Uh, again, you got the Bearded Dragon Gary Vasilio shirt there. And uh, yeah, all kinds of good stuff there. Uh, you want to see more options? Tune into the Zero One Shootout. We'll show the rest of them tomorrow. Uh, I have a new one. Yeah. And. Uh, We'll be unveiling that one tomorrow. Yay! Uh, on the Zero One Shootout tomorrow, we will be talking to Cardi Marty, uh, one of the standouts at Thursday Night Throwdown from St. Louis. Uh, and I'm going to be exciting. in trouble. And you're gonna, you might get a talking to after last <laughs> week. Uh, for those who don't know, Minders really put me in a bind last week on the shootout. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you don't believe me. Uh, but yeah, so we got that going on. Uh, the next episode... Wish you could have heard me cackle in Vegas. Oh, you were cackling like a, like oh a, I was cackling. Yeah. Uh, like we said, uh, because last episode we did not get to go on the air on the 14th, which is our next episode, uh, we'll have Pauli Tomaselli with us. Uh, we'll be able to reschedule. He was very gracious about that. We appreciate it. And then uh, as we go forward, we got some cool stuff on the shootout. And like I said, in December, we'll be doing our year in review. And then January, we're going to be starting going weekly, which is very exciting. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't have anything else, Menders, unless you've got something. Nope. My voice All ain't right. going to hold out for much longer, so. All right. Well, we hope everybody has had a, a delightful Halloween. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's, my, it's my favorite holiday, so I was enjoying Mine, it. too. Yes. I kind of missed out on everything this year because of Vegas, but that's okay. Yeah. It was Vegas. Yeah. All right. So, until next time. For Menders, this is Rev. Remind you all, life is hard, work stiff, and we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Thanks, guys.